0: To the Prophecy Club, here's what happened. 8-31-2020, of 2020, I had been invited to be a guest on another radio program. I had an hour and 45 minutes to talk, and I really thought I would be able to get through all of the Dana Coverstone dreams. Well, I didn't. So... After I'd recorded that, I went back and added all of the rest of the dreams. So now what you're about to listen to is about two hours and 35 minutes of all of the Dana Coverstone dreams that we have up to this point as of 9-8-2020. So that you can email them out to all of your friends so that they can not only listen to what he said, but also have them interpreted and explained. Great and marvelous. are Thy works, Lord God Almighty just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. Lord, we ask you to give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to know and understand, and that we will all do your will and hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. Thank you for having me on. Yes, the Prophecy Club started in June of 1993. By 1999, it was up on 80 radio stations, 25 TV stations. I didn't know it at the time, but we were probably the number two prophecy ministry in America. Then, when Y2K didn't happen, everybody said, Well, we don't have to worry about that Bible prophecy stuff anymore. Let's go back to sleep. And so, for the last 20 years, they've been away or been asleep until. March, when the COVID hit and all of a sudden they've kind of been saying, "Uh, uh, no, let me sleep. A few, very few, in my opinion, has started to wake up and then the rioting in the street. I think most people think it's going to go away. But I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm about to say a phrase, all you folks that uh, are listening. I'm going to say a phrase, but this phrase is normally a phrase that is used by the secular world but the phrase actually is a christian phrase and it comes out of the hellfire and damnation sermons of the people of old that built this nation when people used to go to church and they used to read their bible they used to pray and they used to give to the church and that's when the big mega churches were built that's that's when america was a great nation spiritually and the phrase is i'm going to scare the hell out of you now that's not a secular phrase And I'm going to say, if you will continue to listen to this broadcast, I'm going to do my best to scare the hell out of you, meaning I'm going to try to scare you away from the world and closer to Jesus. I'm going to do my very best to inform you based upon the 28 years I've been in ministry, making 37 DVDs and four books, and having run thousands of Prophecy Club meetings and about 70 crusades. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I didn't think it was going to be anything special. I thought I was just doing a little project. But what happened is I began to get revelations. I mean, revelations from heaven that I, I mean, I've been studying and teaching Bible prophecy for 40 years, and but all of a sudden I got revelations that no one had ever been getting before. And what was shown is that one word, the word firstfruits, is a secret door, and that secret door links the feasts of Leviticus to the prophecies of Revelation. See, Revelation is not written in chronological order. It is scattered and jumps all over, and that's part of the reason there's so much confusion about it. But the secret door puts all of those prophecies in correct chronological order, and for the first time, possibly the first time since John was given the book of Revelation, we can finally understand the book of Revelation. And so I wrote it in this book called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. There was a prophet that came through and gave me a prophetic word. And he said, I put a lock over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. And he said it will make many books written on the end times obsolete. That's this book. Now, I'm not talking on that book. But if you want to understand Bible prophecy, you do want to get that book. Instead, today, I'm going to—oh, yeah, good good question. They go to prophecyclub.com. Go to prophecyclub.com. And since I'm talking about books, I'll talk briefly about the other couple. Um, then after, after that, uh, my wife woke up, which is a prophet— and she had a dream, and God showed her the number of the beast, which was the same number that I have been seeing for years. I've got a uh, a video up on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, type in, type in Prophecy Club, and there's one called the number of the beast, and it's a nested sea. It's a nested 666. It looks kind of like a target, except for it's not a target. It's actually a, a nested C. I I was also, uh, I have three other people, that have basically sworn that they saw in a dream, one of them being Ken Peters, what the mark of the beast looks like. So anyway, I wrote this book at the direction of the Lord called Miss the Mark, Don't Take the Mark of the Beast. So I'm going to ask everyone a question, and I'll ask you the question, and Mark, you can answer it. So here's the question. What would you do if you had to tell the person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? Would you tell them? All right, that brings us to the second question. What is the most important thing in the world? Well, let me answer it. The most important thing to do, obviously, is to receive Jesus. But the most important thing not to do is do not take the mark of the beast. Because one of the things I saw when I memorized the book of Revelation is there's only three groups of people in the world. By the time. Everything is said and done, Jesus returned, all crowns, mantles, all rewards are all handed out, it's all over. There's only three groups of people. That is, those people whose name is in the book of life who live forever. Those people whose name is not in the book of life, who are tossed into the lake of fire, which is body and soul death. And the third group is those people who worship the beast his image, receive his mark, name, or number, and they are tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone with the beast, the false prophet, and the Antichrist, and they are tormented with them day and night for all eternity, no hope of escape. That's the reason Miss the Mark is so important. It's a quick-read book. It's a very simple book. It's designed to be able to give to anybody, even if they're of another god. If they'll read this book, if they just start reading it, they won't put it down, but if they'll read that book, they'll never take the mark of the beast. That's available at prophecyclub.com. Then in many of the broadcasts, I refer to a list of dreams, visions, and audible voices given to Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Grover, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maurice Scalar Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, Bree Keaton, and more. And it's a compilation of what I believe are the modern prophecies that are accurate, that are from God, and it is extremely important that they have that. Then about two months ago, I wrote wrote the Tribulation Secrets in Daniel. Daniel is the most difficult book in the Bible to understand. Most everybody agrees. Well, this book explains the things in Daniel that someone that is living in the last days, going through the Tribulation, needs to know. Simple simple and straight. Now, here's the one that is going to upset the apple of the church. It's called How Pre-Trib One. The subtitle is "How the Lie: Beat the Truth," and the People would Have it so." You see, I begin to wonder, why is it so many people believe in a pre-trib and yet I see a post-trib? Why is it there's such a difference in the church? Well, this book answers that question. Then it goes through and gives a person the foundational things they need to know to understand the prophecies that relate to the rapture. There's six foundational principles then I give them the scriptures that show the truth about the rapture, and I answer 25 pre-trib questions, and all of those five books are found. Matter of fact, you can get all uh, a 40-book package for 100 bucks. but all those books are found at prophecyclub.com. All right, now let's go to the topic today. Uh, and, And I have to give you some background so that when I get to the end of this, you'll understand. But here's the bottom line. If we do not pray, I'm talking about as a nation, if our nation doesn't humble themselves and pray and seek the face of God, there is a high probability that by the end of this year, we won't have a nation. And that's not just one person saying that, that's in the mouth of two or three witnesses. So let's go to August 22 of 2013. These were the notes of a radio program I made on that date. So let's go back all the way to November of 1998. Prophecy Club had Stanislav Lunev in to speak. He was the highest-ranking Russian military officer ever to defect from Russia. He made a Prophecy Club DVD available at watchprophecyclub.com called Russian Defector Warns America. In this video, he stated that he was part of a team that was looking for places to hide the 50, quote, lost-in-Russia suitcase nuclear bombs that had been smuggled into the United States. A suitcase nuclear bomb is typically a one kiloton kiloton bomb that makes about a 10 block radius turn to 10,000 degrees, melting everything from concrete and steel and everything else. And because it's 10,000 degrees, it makes the telephone looking pole with the mushroom on top. That's the way it looks. You can that's how you can spot the nuclear versus just conventional weapons going off. And the, the biggest damage is not just the explosive or the heat, a lot of the damage comes from the radioactive fallout that is like a powder that just falls out. It fall; it goes every place and it blows around every place. And then, of course, it absorbs through the skin and it kills your thyroid. And if it if your thyroid dies, you die. But there is a simple solution. That's potassium iodate pills, which, of course, we just happened to offer at Prophecy Club. Now, that was... That was, that was November 1998, May 5, 2003, Michael Budea, grandson of Dimitri Dudeman. All right, now let me pause and explain who Dimitri Dudeman was briefly. Dimitri was a Romanian pastor, a smuggled Bible center in Romania and Russia for some 30 years. He was arrested, put through five months of torture, culminating in them putting him on the electric chair twice. As he was on the electricity, electricity going through his body, the angel Gabriel showed up in the room. The whole room lit up with white light and the angel said, you're not going to die. You're going to America to give them a warning from God. That was 1980. Uh, 1984, he arrived here in America. The angel came to him again and said, get beside him. He took and showed him California, Las Vegas, New York and Florida. He said, all of this is Sodom and Gomorrah. And one day it will burn. He said, how America is so powerful. He said, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution. Sound familiar? An internal revolution started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government, kind of, sort of what was going on right now. Start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two other countries will attack and defeat America. And one day, America will burn. God will raise up China, Japan, and many other nations. They'll go against the Russians and defeat the Russians. They'll back them to the gates of Paris where they sign a peace treaty, but they make the Russians their leader. Under the leadership of the Russians, all the world goes down to attack Israel. It's Armageddon. Israel can't counter the help of the Jews for America, so she cries for Messiah. Jesus returns in the clouds and defeats the armies of the earth. He said, now, so that you know that I'm truly the angel of God, I'm going to show you what's going to come. Anyway, let's go on to the next one. Now, let me go back to Stanislav and the suitcase nukes. Now, this is May 5th. This is the grandson and interpreter for Dmitry Dudeman. And in this dream, Dmitry appears to Michael and shows him. He he says, I was shown suitcase nukes going off in California, Illinois, Michigan, Arizona, Washington State, Florida, and New York. Dmitry said to him, These are the places which those were sent here long ago to bring fear and cause chaos have situated themselves. They lie in wait, planning and plotting destruction, as coiled serpents looking forward to the hour when they will be loosed upon this nation. But if God's children pray, once more he will delay the season of sorrow that is yet to come. Now, that's in the DVD Nine Dreams and Visions at WatchProphecyClub.com. January 9, 2005, I had a dream. I said, "Lord, I'd like to know what is the next 9/11 attack." He showed me that there's going to be a series of suitcase nuclear explosions all across America. And he said the people behind it are going to be the international bankers, what we today call the deep state, which would use sophisticated bombs and experts in several cities. One would hit a regional bank, destroying the records and backups putting billions of dollars into the hands of the international bankers while throwing America into an economy uh, freefall. 2005, former Congressman Kurt Weldon, vice chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, uncovered a plot to set explosions in 10 cities. When he could not get the authorities to act, he published a book called Countdown to Terror. I've got a copy of it. And it says there are 10 cities that suitcase nukes will go off in. They are Valdez, Alaska, Los Angeles Las Vegas Boston New York Washington DC Philadelphia Chicago Miami and Houston October 15th of 2004 in a dream summarized as eagle and the serpents Michael Boldea once again was shown an eagle killed by three serpents he was told the first bite was 911 he was told a second bite will be much worse than the first. I believe it's referring to the suitcase nukes, and he saw, he saw that the third bite would be its destruction. We believe that that's the revolution in the internal and in Russia attacking defeat uh, America, February twenty thirteen as a further confirmation. This is like nine people now that have seen the same thing. Doug Metzger also spoke at Prophecy Club. The DVD is called Will You Survive America's Fall, in which he reports he was shown a vision of suitcase nukes hitting Los Angeles, New York City, Las Vegas, Washington, D.C., Chicago, San Francisco, Houston, Seattle, Orlando, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver. Now, let's jump to the next guy, because the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. So as far as suitcase nukes, we have about nine different reports saying it's accurate, meaning count on it. Now let's go to December 10 to 14, 2001. Terry Bennett said the angel Gabriel came to him and laid out three seven-year time frames. Now I'm going to skip through the first time frame. Let's jump to where we are right now. He said there's going to be a time of dramatic changes in governments around the world. Well, duh. Boy, have we not seen that since Trump got in. Around the world, great political turmoil and wars. What the United States is going to go through is, listen to this, civil conflict, civil war, then invasion. This will greatly diminish the desire of the spirit of the Antichrist to hold of this nation. So there was the side of it, particularly if we pray, I'll say that again, particularly if we pray, that all this would result in a blessing from the Lord to keep us from the domain of the spirit of Antichrist. In the governmental arena... We will go through a dramatic change in our government and there will be a time of anarchy and chaos. For a while, we'll have a fractional government, which means basically our government will come down to the state level because the military will have to step in and seize control of our federal government. You'd call it a coup, but in all honesty, it will be to help our nation. That's why the military will step in. I saw lawlessness, chaos and civil unrest. Now, What in the world is we talking about, about the military stepping in? I believe it's called the Elijah Plan. And while I can't prove a word of what I'm about to say now, and you do not have to believe it if you don't want to, but it is generally accepted as what happened. The reports say this plan to take back America began in the planning stages over 10 years ago. Reportedly, a group of military intelligence officers made a plan to remove evil in high places, in other words, your international bankers, your deep state, the Khazarian mafia, whatever you want to call them, evil in high places from America, in specific and from the world in general. The plan was to take back America from the top down, rather from the bottom up. They recruited Donald Trump to run for president. In November 2017, John Huber was hired as a federal prosecutor out of Utah and he recruited 470, quote, dogged investigators. Three days later, sealed indictments begin stacking up. What's a sealed indictment? Well, one indictment does not necessarily mean one arrest. A sealed indictment is an indictment to arrest, but it's sealed because they don't want to flip the light on and get all the cockroaches running before they round them all up. So, One person was recently arrested using nine sealed indictments. In another instance, two people were arrested on one sealed indictment. Normally, there's from 125 to 350 sealed indictments all across America. A sealed indictment is information of a pending arrest sealed from the public. It is usually sealed pending other, quote, conspirators' indictments. July 2012, President Obama signed a presidential document granting the president absolute control over all U.S. media, internet, news networks, and news websites. December 21 of 2017, Trump signed an executive order authorizing, listen carefully, the arrest and confiscation of all property of people involved in corruption or sex crimes. November 13, 2017, John Huber of Utah was then appointed federal prosecutor, as I said. He hired 470 dogged investigators. Indictments followed. March 1, 2018, Trump signed an executive order authorizing those arrested for corruption and sex crimes to be tried in military tribunals. In other words, they're not going to be put into O.J. S- Simpson show trials. Instead, they're going to be put into a military tribunal. What does that mean? Military tribunal can try four or five cases per hour, and it can try a whole large group of people that are guilty of pretty much the same crime all at once. So what does that mean? It means that Hillary and Bill Clinton and others like them are not going to get off because they have lots of money and they have lots of big fancy uh, lawyers. March of 2018, Diego Garcia Atoll and Gitmo Prison Islands have all been upgraded with millions of dollars spent on them to upgrade and expand them. Why? Because normally the 125 to 350 indictments at last check is now expanded to 182,771 sealed indictments, 21,000 unsealed, four hundred and nine non sealed meaning there is about to be a mass arrest of people. Now let's go back to what the prophecy said. For a while we'll have a fractional government. Means that government come down to a state level because the military has to step in and seize control of our government. Would you call the arrest of a couple of hundred thousand people, many of them both Democrats and Republicans, in high places in business and medical and military and government, would you say that that might be the military stepping in and seizing control of the government? I do think so. Now let's go to the next thing. See, all this is background. I hadn't even got to the good stuff yet. Again, I'm trying to scare the hell out of you. <laughs> and I'm saying it as a Christian phrase, okay? July 10, 2012. This comes to us from Pastor Shane Warren. In 2011, he says, I was uh, watching television and all of a sudden it turned into a vision of the future. I saw a weather broadcast appear and a satellite image of a storm covering north, south, east, and west all across America. The scene changed to a news reporter of the eye of the storm. The wind was blowing violently, and he said, it's raining. He picked up a fist full of dollars. It's raining dollar bills. They're worthless. It's raining worthless dollars. They're blowing like leaves in the wind. Now, remember that a storm. I think the storm is COVID. And I think the next thing is we're about to see our dollar bills go to worthless as leaves blowing in the wind. Hang on. There's more. Then the scene changed to the anchor. Another tragedy just hit America. He said the New Madrid, the New Madrid fault in the heartland of America has just had a major earthquake. Immediately devastation was shown all down the heartland of America. The New Madrid fault. I keep saying that wrong. The New Madrid fault As earthquakes caused entire cities to crumble, I heard a booming voice, listen carefully, saying, they divided my land, now I will divide their land. He was speaking about America dividing Israel specifically and Jerusalem. What is Trump working on right now? He is in the process of bringing peace to the Middle East, and that will mean, according to his plan, splitting Israel and Jerusalem. It's all lining up, but there's more. The scene changed. I was taken to a room in the Middle East. I was shown India, Syria, Indonesia, Turkey, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, Egypt, China, and Russia were all going to stop selling oil for dollars. And they were going to begin to trade oil and gold collapsing the dollar. It will flush the market with dollars. Drastic drops in the value of the dollar ties together. But there's more. The devaluing of the dollar caused major rioting in the street. I saw silver, not gold, begin to drastically increase in value. Riots in major cities across America. Rioting in the streets. Signs written saying, give us our entitlements. Give us our entitlements. I saw great demonstrations, violence in the streets. Whenever these things are taken away, because there's not enough money to keep up the subsidies, there's still more. At that time... I saw, in other words, after the storm, I believe is COVID, after an earthquake, after worthless dollars, at that time I saw the church arise with healing in their wings for this moment. God prospering greatly, many people, Christians, acquiring things and a great transfer of wealth, coming into the hands of believers. Churches became cities of refuge. The body of Christ stood up like a mighty sleeping giant in the earth and began to minister. People come I'm sorry... It's my heart. It's my heart. People coming to them, signs, wonders, miracles poured out all across America. I saw America being shaken as the worldly couldn't go to the government for help anymore. They had to go to the church. Entire cities became refuges, cities of refuge. There was life, safety, and peace in the presence of God of the cities. People running to the cities. Revival arrived. It was a two-sided coin. Judgment hit as God's miracles hit. Great inflation caused an economic storm. Great revival arrived. God rose up his church. He was told by Gabriel, there's a 400-year judgment cycle and America's judgment arrives in 2020. Let's go to the point of the broadcast. And you say, that's not the point? No, that's not the point. December 2020, Dana Coverstone, had a dream. He said, Back in December, I woke and I had a dream and I saw a calendar starting in January 2020 and I saw January flip by, February flip by, but it stopped on March. When it stopped on March, I saw a hand come up and a finger underlined the month of March and tap it three times. To me, it was emphasizing something's going to happen in March. Then the calendar flipped on April May, June, but when the calendar reached June, it stopped once again. The hand underlined the month of June and tapped it three times, saying something's coming in March, something's coming in June. Then I began to see visions. I saw people marching, protests, people wearing masks. I saw lines going into hospitals, medical doctors, needles, syringes, ventilators, people extremely sick, newspaper headlines trumpeting, thousands of people getting sick, ambulances flying down the road. I saw cities on fire, buildings burned, protesters, the math. I saw people with their fists in the air, people yelling, screaming, angry at the world. I saw courthouses, state houses surrounded. People were mad at the world. I saw guns, shotguns specifically put into the air, Held above their heads, I saw barriers within the city. Sound familiar? I saw people in the church about this, and they'll confirm what I'll say. He said, I told them. And he said, they began to come to me and say, hey, hey, didn't you tell us this was coming? He said, I saw absolute chaos. I saw vultures flying over the cities, not just the ones that were burning, but I saw them flying over other cities as well. Smoke rising, people in fear, people terrified. I saw people inside their homes looking out of the windows, criminals at their windows with guns outside, people inside for fear, absolute fear. Then I heard words, the words, brace yourself, brace yourself. He said, so since December, I've been hearing the words, brace yourself, brace yourself. January, February came. I didn't see much. It reminded me that some of the guys in the church remind me of the dream. He said, but then things started happening. Then COVID rests And he said, all this stuff began to come to pass. He said, I put it up on the video. And well, right now it's up around 2 million views in what, five weeks. Let's jump to June 30, 2020. Dana Coverstone again. So the angel came to him again and gave him another dream. December 16th. On a Monday night, I had the first part of the dream. This one has in two parts. He said, I saw a calendar once again. Started June or January of 2020. The calendar flipped through January, February. When it got to March, I saw a finger underline the name March and tap it three times, emphasizing March. Then I saw April and May and June, the finger underlined June, throughout, tapped it three times. Now, th- I said all of that before. I know that. But this now I'm about to give you something you don't know. This is what he gave that was extra on the Prophecy Club radio program on June thirty. Now, here's the new stuff. I saw people wearing masks. I saw a pandemic. I actually saw the word pandemic over and over and over. I saw things with the government, chaos, lines at hospitals, People protesting, marching. I saw buildings on fire looting. I saw desperate people hiding in their homes. The primary thing I saw was protests, people wearing masks. I told the dream to some of the congregation. Then he goes into repeating the things. Now, here's another another dream. We're going to come to part two in just a second. June 22, 2020, he also had another dream. He said, the second dream. He said, I saw that we were having a yard sale. Trying to fund missions team going to Ecuador, we had a yard sale. I asked my secretary to take some change down uh, for the yard sale. In the dream, I was having, I walked into the bank. As I walked in to get some change, I saw a sign on the door that said "No change available." I saw the sign, kept it in mind, walked on to the president of the local bank. Came to me and was taking care of business and said, "I need to get ten dollars and quarters for a yard sale." She said, "I'm sorry." U.S. Mint is no longer making currency or making change, like pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters, and half dollars. We're not doing that anymore. Now let me pause a second. Not only me, but several people in our congregation have said that they have walked into stores right here in the area, and I've also got other emails from across the nation. People are saying no more dimes, nickels, pennies, quarters, and all the coins are gone, just like he was shown. But he was shown this back in June. Now here we are in September, and it's happening. He says, so point is, is that after that, she says, prepare for hyperinflation just like $2. Oh, by the way, the $1 and $5 bills will soon disappear after that. Then I heard the words again, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself. Now, I'm going to skip some. Now, let's go to the next dream, June 22, 2020, with additions. Um, It says, I heard the voice say, part two part two and I saw the calendar turn to June then I saw August then September the finally the finger then under the worth the word underneath the word September it underlined it emphasizing it and it tapped September three times so this is what's about to come in our month. He said then I saw October come up I saw November this is when it really got intense the finger underlined November three times but, Instead of tapping it, I saw a fist ball up and hit the calendar. The calendar exploded. Then I began to see visions. More intense chaos. Armed protesters fighting in the streets, hitting each other. Gunfire, constant gunfire. People hiding in their homes with the lights turned out, gun in hand. In other words, people are outside. Of course, if you just saw just, what, two weeks ago, People are now driving around, hollering, waking people up, shooting in the air. Now let's go on to the next one. Then I saw businesses shuttered and closed, schools closed, schools cobwebs hanging in them. There were things like papers falling off the wall in the schools, like posters. No one had been there for months. I saw bank buildings, roofs. Now here it is. Remember remember the leaves, The, the dollar bills blowing in the wind, worthless as leaves? Here it is again. I saw bank buildings with roofs being taken off. It looked almost like an alien abduction because money was just flying through the roof, coming out of the bank as if a vacuum cleaner was pulling all of the wealth out of the bank. I saw politicians in back rooms making deals, patting each other on the back, laughing, smiling, and smirking. Then I saw monuments. I saw Washington, D.C. burning, set ablaze, capitals surrounded State houses, state capitals, surrounded people screaming, making outrageous demands. I saw curtains being pulled in the Oval Office and the White House. Now listen to this. I saw nobody was moving around. I saw no one in the Oval Office. No one in the office at all. No one seated at the, 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 the Resolute desk. There were no cabinet members, no secretary, no one in the Oval Office. I saw a long conference table. I saw senators, but I did not see any Congress. I saw members of the Senate recognize the faces and would know the names. I saw them sitting in the room. It was very peaceful. There was no rush or even panic, even outside of the, the the windows. I could see there were fires burning outside, chaos outside. Men were very resolute. They were very patient. They were looking at their watches. There was no hurry. Now, in my opinion, that's because when we get to another dream down the road here, the uh, just like Hillary Clinton has said, whatever happens uh, Joe Biden needs to contest the 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 election in other words there's not going to be there's gonna be an election and what it's about to tell you is Trump will win but uh, Joe Biden will not concede in other words there won't be anyone in the White House for a while until they get this all figured out what I suggest you do is two things first thing go to prophecyclub.com and get those five books on the front of the cover the next thing is is, and this is the next thing I'm about to talk about, go to Watchmanstrumpet.com. Watchmanstrumpet.com. We're holding a solemn September assembly. We're calling 500 people from across the nation to come into the DFW area to fast for 48 hours. We're telling them, bring your blankets, bring your pillows, because we're going to get on our face, and we're going to cry out to God, and we're going to get the victory over this nation. And I'm calling people from across the nation to come in and fast and pray for 48 hours. And you get signed up all of the details by going to watchmanstrumpet.com. Watchmanstrumpet.com. We're going to do our very best to make all of these prophecies that I'm talking about false prophets (laughs) or false prophecies. In other words, I believe we have a high probability of praying the way. That's the reason You want to go to watchmanstrumpet.com. Now, let me explain. We've got about 500 people coming in from all across the nation. We're going to be fasting and praying, and it's going to be for 48 hours. Now, it's going to be open door. You can come and go as you want to. We're not saying you have to stay there for 48 hours. But here's what we're asking we're asking persons to bring their three foot by six foot mats, a couple of prayers, I mean, a couple of pillows, and we're going to spend 48 hours fasting and praying around the clock for our nation. Each morning we'll have praise and worship for about 30 minutes. Then we'll have uh, well, one of the seven or eight ministers is going to be bringing like 10 or 15-minute talks, no longer than 20 minutes. And then the rest of the time is going to be five-minute open microphone for whoever wants to come up and pray. So you can either pray silently yourself, or you can pray off of the microphone, or we're also going to have overhead projectors with prayer topics for a person to pray for. Why? because we believe that we have the power through the name of Jesus and through his blood. And we're going to not only send out the Ministry of Protecting Guardian Angels, because we're gathering under one name, Jesus, to pray for one thing, America, and, but we're also going to send out the prayer warriors, the, uh, the, 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 the warrior angels, say it right, the warrior angels, to pull down the strongholds that have been over our nation, perhaps since before our nation even started. And I believe that we can get the victory. I believe that we can. And if I have anything to do with it, we're going to see a lot of this stuff all prayed off. But if we don't pray, this is God saying this is what is going to come for this nation. So that, that's that's let me go back to what I started with. I'm going to try to scare the hell out of you, meaning I'm trying to get people to agree to come to this solemn September assembly, which I'll explain in a moment. September 18 to 20, go to com. get signed up. I just got a text that we're over now 300 people, and we're only like a couple of weeks away with 500 seats available. So go get signed up. All right, now let's go back to what we're talking about. The next part says, I saw briefcases. Now, in our day and age, he says briefcases are like a thing of the past. He said, but I saw a pile, stacks and stacks and stacks of briefcases on this long conference table, There were men talking, talking. I saw former senators uh, with these sealed envelopes with clasps on them. I saw different senators putting these sealed papers in briefcases and locking them. Now, I believe that that is probably talking about these sealed indictments, which I had to talk about for you to understand that. Now, let's go to the next part. Then I saw fires everywhere. I saw people being rounded up. I saw Chinese and Russian soldiers on the ground. Russian soldiers telling Chinese soldiers, go here, go there, pick up these people, round these people up, secure this quadrant, secure this area. Now, in light of the Oval Office with no one in it, in light of the briefcases with the sealed envelopes, and in light of the Russian soldiers on the ground, that probably tells me that the military had to take over the country because the contested election, there was no one in the White House for a little while. The military was in charge. Probably martial law. Now let's go to the final paragraph. I saw blue helmets of the U.N. Military things taking place. No sign of President Trump. No sign of leadership in Washington. See, that's the reason I had to read this thing from Perry Bennett earlier, because the military has taken over. See how they fit together. He says, they were not just attacking people mercilessly. I saw people hiding in their homes and garages, churches burning, homes burning absolute chaos, then I saw the fist punch on the November calendar of 2020 is what got my attention. Then I heard the words again, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself. Now, we're only just getting started. Absolutely. In other words, what what God is saying here, here's the good news, okay? Here's the good news. What God is saying here is, America, you're in deep, deep trouble, but I have given you a way to get out. And it is not just fasting and praying on your own this time. He's about to say, this time we must gather in groups. We must fast. We must pray. or We're going to lose our nation. This is not a joke. Yeah, we're not selling books here. We're not selling snake oil. We're, if you don't do this, and to see, the old ones going to do this are the ones that are informed. Okay, the sleepy ones, they're not going to do it. June 27, 2020, Pastor Dana Coverstone again. In the dream, I was standing over a field looking down on a valley, and there were hundreds and thousands of wolves in this valley, dark, gray, menacing wolves, all sleeping. Now, I'm going to explain what we're about to hear. In the, the various postings that Dana has put up on his YouTube site, this is one of them that gets the least clicks, the least views, and I think it's because they don't understand it. Well, Bub, I'm about to help you understand it. If you want to understand why the burning, why the filthy words written on the, the, the walls and why they're uh, rioting and beating and why you want to know why all the, all the anger in the streets. This is explaining it. They were all sleeping. All of these wolves nuzzled together, just laying around. No movement at all. This was the evil people that were asleep back before COVID. OK, suddenly a dark figure began running into the middle of all of those wolves with something like a whip and began whipping the wolves, whipping the wolves. The wolves began to wake up. They were shrieking and making horrible noises as they were being woken up and beaten. The person kept whipping them, stirring them into a frenzy. He was not beating them on pers- purpose. He was instilling fear in them. He was trying to get them stirred up, keep whipping them and whipping them. I saw Every single wolf in that area had been beaten by this man until they showed respect to him. They showed fear of him. Obviously, he was like their master. He kept whipping these wolves. In other words, this is CNN, ABC, MSNBC. These are those that are stirring up the people to go out and do these protests. The wolves finally cowed down. He stopped and pointed his finger, turning in a circle, and said, Go to the cities." Those wolves took off in every direction, howling, howling at the top of their lungs. The sky was dark night, and a dark figure set loose these dark wolves, being sent into the cities, whipped and beaten. Then the scene changed. I was standing in front of hundreds of TV sets or computer screens. I began to see men and women who were pastors, black, white, Asian, Indians, all across the world. I saw myself. We were all preaching the gospel. Each one of us was sweating. I saw the steam coming off our heads, showing fervency and impact. We were preaching, preaching, preaching hard, biblical principles, principles dealing with the tough issues, calling people to righteousness, holiness, to give up ungodly things, preaching. And I was seeing all of these other men and women preach. I could see people in chairs, pews, and I saw people looking at their watches, and some of them were just yawning. Some had their heads back on the chairs, asleep, others comfortable. they didn't want to be there. Some people were walking out. I saw a handful a core group of people at the front of the church, emphasizing, listening, supporting the pastors, supporting the doctrine, teaching the ideas, and the great men and women of God. They were kneeling in prayer. I saw some people not paying attention and were praying uh, were not paying attention, were praying for those in the chairs behind them. In other words, people at the front were people praying for the people in the back. There was a gap. I saw a gap between the people that were really on fire praying versus the ones in the back. Then I saw the wolves come in. He said you could hear them scratching at the door as they were coming in. The people up front began to pray against the enemy intensely and aggressively against the spirit that was at the door. Suddenly, the wolves began to come into the church and begin to walk around and sniff the people at the back who were not listening, not paying attention, and asleep. They didn't even realize the wolves were there, meaning we're about to see this come to the churches. Wolves had ravenous red eyes stirred up into a frenzy. It was like a light that reflects from the animals' eyes when you take a picture of them. The wolves were stirred by that black leader. As they went by them, he said, their eyes began to get brighter and brighter as they were going to the city and were... uh, flaming. He said, when the animals came into the churches, their eyes just became, became black and compliant. The wolves were looking around, watching and setting into the pews next to the people in the back. They weren't even listening. Even those who did not really understand were the wolves right beside them, but they didn't even know they were there. There was no fear, no worry, no concern. Sin had become part of their lives. And the more and more and louder I preached, the more intensity these other people preached, the more the people uh, sent into our church begin to stir. All of a sudden, the wolves eyes became red and redder as people got irritated. The wolves begin to growl. The people who are not listening begin saying, shut up, stop saying that. I don't want to hear that. They were aggressive, saying, stop saying those things. Stop preaching like that. The wolves were wrestling and nudging the people and getting them worked up. They stirred up the people in the wolves. Wolves started coming after me on the screens. I saw wolves coming up after other pastors and preachers, men and women of God who were trying to say, don't do this. Stop your sinning. Stop doing this. This is the way to walk with Jesus. The way is narrow and the gate is very small. We were preaching that kind of message as we were preaching, the wolves started nipping. In other words, this is saying that apostasy is going to come into the church even more. Those wolves started nipping at my leg. And and, and by the way, let me just say something else. You know, I spent a lot of time with Dimitri Dudeman. He was at my home a couple of times. I went to his home. We put him on several speaking tours. And I believe that that was God showing me what a real prophet looked like. So I can be able to spot the kind of people that are the real prophets really hearing from God as opposed to the false ones. Let me just tell you, absolutely, positively, I don't back up an inch. This, all this stuff from Dana Coverstone, these are from God. This is God. This is God trying to say, America, if you don't straighten up, if you don't fast, if you don't pray, if you don't get together in a solemn assembly, you're going to lose your nation. But, but, I believe we will. I believe we're going to be victorious. And I believe we're about to see some of the greatest times in the history of America if we pray. They started growling, getting in our face. One jumped on the pulpit, growling right in my face, the saliva dripping from his teeth. I tried to push him off the, the screen. He bit my arm, grabbed my legs. The other preachers and pastors shared the same heart for the ministry. We were also taken down by, on the ground by some of the wolves as they were growling. The people at the altar were praying for our safety and protection. The wolves were not necessarily attacking the people that were praying. The wolves were stirred up by the people who were not listening and getting them to attack the preachers. That they were preaching the message that God gave. The intensity of the moment was profound. I was preaching and trying to kick off the wolves. We were overwhelmed and attacked. People were getting up, leaving, slamming the doors, making big scenes, saying, we're not coming back. You won't shut up. We're, not, we're done hearing this. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And they left. Suddenly the scene changed. I saw courtrooms, judges, gavels pounding, pounding the bench, pastors in chains. I was in shackles myself. I saw people in jury seats, the witness stand. They were crying and judges were saying, you can no longer preach this message. You can no longer declare this type of lifestyle as sin. You cannot say anything about this kind of lifestyle. You cannot say anything bad about this situation. You cannot address these things from the pulpit ever again. You cannot say this. You cannot say that. You cannot say Jesus is the only way. You cannot say abortion is a sin. You cannot deal with alternative lifestyles. You call them awful, terrible things. You cannot say these things violate scripture. You can no longer preach from scripture. Most of us, there were saying, we can't do that. We absolutely cannot stop. The gavel came down in anger. The judges were mad. I saw churches surrounded by mobs, people yelling, shut it down, burn it down. I saw people hateful towards the church, people harassing believers as they went into and out of their church services. I saw people waiting outside of the church to harass people coming in and going out of the church, hateful attitudes. But the thing that stood out of my mind the most were the people who had been sitting in the chairs and the pews and listening all of their lives. The biggest persecutions the church is going to face are those that have been raised in the churches. They never truly accepted the word of God. They were raised in the church all of their lives, but they want to walk away because they do not like the preaching of the true word, the preaching which says, this is sin, sin is wrong, you cannot walk in this, they don't want to do that. They were sons and daughters and grandchildren of people who had been raised in church all of their lives. But they said, we've had it. There's nothing of this for me. This gospel has no power, has no authority. It says we cannot do this. We cannot do that. I cannot go where I want to go. I cannot be who I want to be. I cannot do what I want to do. Those were the people who were screaming, throwing rocks, former Christians They had baseball bats, guns in their hands, throwing threats at the true Christians. Anger was led once again by those who had fallen away. I saw pulpits chopped with axes, big, old, wooden pulpits being chopped into pieces, plexiglass pulpits chopped and hammered into pieces, Christians in chains being publicly ridiculed, publicly assaulted because their ideas were Old fashioned and needed to go. Then I heard a cry. I'd heard for six months, but there was something added. I heard, brace yourself and endure to the end. Then I woke up. Now let's go to the one that I'm calling everybody to come to. July 10th, 2020. He said, I had a dream that followed the pattern of dreams I've had so far in 2020. I saw the calendar turn to the month of September. A hand. I believe this is the hand of the angel that's coming to him. He doesn't say it's an angel, but I, I know it is. I saw a hand reach up and pull the month of September off of the bound calendar and place it on the ground, on the floor, on the altar, in our secret prayer room, on the floor. I saw the altar, the horns of the altar, the pictures of the second coming and healing on the wall. I was then instructed to stand on the month and pray for the church. Pray for the church to have a strong backbone. Now let me pause. See, we Christians, well we we tend to be lamb personalities, not goat. Okay, we tend to be avoiders. We tend to, yeah, well, whatever, and you know, just kind of get along. Can't we just have peace? Well, what God is saying right now, this is not the time to be at peace with the devil. This is the time for a spiritual war. I said spiritual. I'm not talking about because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Our weapons are not burning buildings, writing filthy words on the wall, beating people, protesting with big signs. Our weapons are 48 hours coming together, fasting and praying on our face before God, crying and calling out to him, and we're going to do it. We're going to absolutely do it, brothers and sisters. Then I was instructed to stand on the month and pray for the church to have a strong backbone. Backbone for corruption in the church to be exposed, and for a great harvest in the coming months. Let me say it again. A great harvest in the coming months. What did that just say? Now, let me pause for a second. Jeremiah sixteen nineteen through 21 says, O Lord, my, my strength and my refuge and my fortress in the day of affliction. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth, and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit and have made unto themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, this once, I will cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah. Now, that word is saying, one time, and only one time, in all of the six thousand some odd years of history of mankind, one time, I'm going to show everybody what I can do. One time, I'm going to show my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah. Meaning, just one time in the last days like 2020 he's going to pour out his spirit on all men your young men will dream dreams your own men are going to see visions and we're going to see sevenfold miracles well here let me back up august 8 2015 on a saturday night lord i don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning what do you want to say and i heard words and I said this is the time of miracles and then he spoke to my heart and he said as the judgment hits So will my miracles. Miracles greater than anyone has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. And you tell my people, I will never leave them nor forsake them. I'm going to show up and meet the devil inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound. Everything the devil does, I'm going to show up. I'm going to meet the devil. I will never leave them nor forsake them. Meaning, what is about to happen? We are, I believe, we're about to see a great move of God. And there's a high probability it's going to start on the Day of Judgment. Now, when's the Day of Judgment? That's a very good question. Well, if you get my books, "The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, I explain the secret door, put the things in, in Revelation in correct chronological order, and then you will understand that the Feast of Trumpets, also known as Rosh Hashanah, is the day that Jesus returns. It is the day that the first seal starting the tribulation is opened, and it is the day of judgment of those people washed in the blood of the Lamb. That's the day that Jesus returns in the evening, in the morning. In the evening tide they are, in the morning they are not. In the evening, Jesus returns and burns up the tares. Here's what happened. I'll just pause for a second. Here's what happens. So when Jesus returns in the night, here's what happened. The dead in Christ shall rise first, so they will come out of the ground. Then he brings out the morning star, which is a light sword that comes out of Jesus' mouth. And that light goes all the way around the earth. It goes to the center of the earth. It sets the foundations of the mountains on fire. The hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. The hills melt like water running down a secret place or a a steep place. And as that morning star hits the tears, this is the burning of the tears, they fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul. As the morning star hits us, the dead in Christ that are now arisen and hits us, then it is fulfilled out of their belly will flow rivers of living water. And in an instant, with the twinkling of a, at the last trump, that's the, the final trump of the, uh, the Feast of Trumpets. That's when we get our glorified bodies. That's when we never hunger again, thirst again, never cry again. Neither shall there be any more death or pain or sorrow. This is when we get all of our rewards, our crowns, our mantles, everything. That at that same time, we get to see the whole length of time. We can see from Adam all the way to that moment, all in one day. That's the day. All right, now let's go back to what he's saying. I was instructed to stand upon the month and pray for the church to have a strong backbone. Meaning, brothers and sisters, no, 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 this is Dana Coverstone. This is Dana Coverstone saying this, okay? So to have a strong backbone. In other words, this is the time. Either we lose our nation, and we go into captivity, as Sundar Salvarez was told, or we fast and we pray and we get a great victory and we, well, we'll get to that. There's all kinds of good things that can come. All right, anyway, let me go on here. Church to have a strong backbone for corruption of the church to be exposed for a great harvest in the coming months. In other words, in the coming months, I believe that's going to happen before the end of the year. After I'd prayed for several minutes, I was instructed to get help as I was not enough, let me say it again, I was not enough. In other words, Dana Coverstone, one person is not enough. Brothers and sisters, we have to come together and we have to pray. Not praying independently only. We have to come together. So if you can't make it to our solemn assembly in the DFW area, if there's one in the Dallas or Detroit area, wherever it is, go, go, go together and get together in lock arms with your brothers and sisters. Now, let me just go on here. After I prayed for several minutes, I was instructed I was not enough. So I spoke into the ear for believers to come to my side and pray with me. And the calendar below me was getting bigger and bigger exponentially. Then I saw I was not alone. Now listen to this. On Tuesday, September 1st, as in this past Tuesday, uh, I had been joined by several others. Some were praying in tongues, praying aloud, some quiet, some kneeling, some prostrate. Every model prayer you can imagine. The cry then went out again that more were needed to pray so everyone, including myself, were saying loudly, more are needed, more are needed to come quickly. Here it is. Now this is the point. This is the major point of the whole broadcast. Then I saw a hand writing words in front of the word September. Those words were written a solemn. And then the word assembly was written after that. Putting it together, it clearly said a solemn September assembly, let me say it again, a solemn September assembly, and a clear call was made to pray during September. The numbers of the people were growing. I saw the contours of the calendar were fitting into an outline of the United States of America. Here it is. Prayers were getting more aggressive. The numbers were growing and growing, and I saw a storm of clouds over the country. What did Shane Warren say he saw? Same thing, storm, okay? Okay. I saw fires around the country, in the country, fires no now listen, listen, fires of revival, fires of opposition to the body of Christ. In other words, a spiritual battle. Battle. We're in a spiritual battle, my brothers and sisters. I saw I saw incredible warfare in the heavens. It was impacting those on the ground with weariness and the saints from the fight. Believers were holding each other up. That's what we gotta do, brothers and sisters. Believers were holding each other up and standing together without division and fighting together in prayer. We got to fight, fighting together in prayer. And the battle was severe and intense and brutal. There were wounds, exhaustion among the believers that I saw as well. And the heavens were alive with the same kind of battle. And it seemed like it lasted for there ever, but finally. Finally, the battle was over. My eyes were drawn to the last few days of September when the last few days of September and the believers who had been praying, who the believers who had been praying were broken, wounded, but they stood victorious. Brothers and sisters, if we will not just pray alone, but if we will get together and lock arms lock our prayers together in an assembly, we can beat this thing some of this other filth out there. We can beat off all this evil and we can have a victory. And let me go on. The heavens were opened and I saw the Lord. He was standing with angels behind him. He said clearly, arise, my bride, arise, my bride, prepare to pray. Arise, my bride, arise, my bride, prepare for battle. Arise, my bride, arise, my bride, and prepare to see my face for I'm coming soon and my reward is with me. Then, then there was the sound of a thousand shofars blowing all at once, and I could even feel the wind of it on my face. Now, what is that? Well, let me ask you a question. Now, I'm asking the audience out there. What is it? What is the event that starts the tribulation? Revelation 6, one gives the answer. It says, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. Ken Peters, in his dream, said, that he heard what sounded like a 1970s car horn, and it was long, and it was loud, and every ear on the planet heard it. Now, I do not know, and I hope it's not, frankly, but I have to wonder if the thousand shofars he was hearing blowing all at once, is that the start of the tribulation? Well, let me just tell you, if I have anything to do with it, it's not going to be. Instead, we're asking people to bring their shofars to this meeting. We're going to start this meeting with shofars and then see sunset, 639 p.m. Jerusalem, September the 19th is the start of the Feast of Trumpets. And what do they do on the start of the Feast of Trumpets? They blow trumpets. So we're asking people to bring their shofars. We're going to blow our shofars. And it's not going to be one little toot. It's going to be a, a wailing. It's going to be blowing all the way to the throne room of God, and we are going to shake the devil's kingdom. And we're going to do it at eight hours. We're going to try to do it best we can, as close to as we can, when they're actually doing it in Israel, which, by the way, they have requested to blow the shofar on the Temple Mount, and that's the first time it will have been blown on the Feast of Trumpets on the Temple Mount in 1950 years. That, my brothers and sisters... That is not an accident, I'm telling you. We are living in the last days. We're living in the days. So here's what you do. You go to watchmanstrumpet.com. Now, great. If you can't be there, I understand. If there's some local people, fine, go to them. But get in an assembly. Get in an assembly. But if you can't, go to watchmanstrumpet.com. Get your far. Get you a blanket or a pad and a couple of pillows and get to the DFW area. Come in. We're going to fast and pray, and we we are going to tear down the devil's kingdom. On to the next dream. July 25, 2020. Once again, Pastor Dana Coverstone. Saturday night, I dreamed that I saw a calendar fade from July to August and then the month of August. He said through December, they were totally and boldly highlighted. Then I was walking near an abandoned slaughterhouse in my hometown. It was boarded up with weeds and grass overgrown. Suddenly, it began to come to life. Now, let me explain what is about to happen here. This is what God is showing us is happening in the spirit. Now, you may be saying, "Well, we don't need to know." Oh, yes, we do. If we want to pray against the evil in the spiritual realm, we got to know. This is telling us how this is telling us how to pray. This is telling us what is going on in the spirit. It was boarded up. Demons began to appear before my eyes inside the building, arming themselves, weapons and preparing for war. Look, the devils preparing for war, my brothers and sisters, and we are also preparing for war, but we have the greater power through the blood of Jesus. I realized this town was not the only place these preparations had taken place. Why, it was happening all over the country. Demonic sleeper cells waking up across America. Cities of Minneapolis, Portland, Seattle, Louisville were not just the only assaults. Much more were planned all across America. The way of violence and chaos. The first volley was an assault on ministers and Christian leaders around sexual temptations and ac- accusations. The spirits of lust, porno- pornography were unleashed with the relentless, vicious intent on pastors and Christian men across the country. I saw ministry mar- marriages under attack, the need for Christian couples to focus on their prayer lives together to defend themselves against these spiritual attacks. I saw the outline of the nation and smoke rising from severe outdoor funeral pyres from all over the country, headlines declaring an increase in nationwide suicide. I believe that included some Christian leadership. Families gathered around each other crying, sobbing, angry people demanding the government fix the problems, causing the suicides, financial losses, forced evictions. See, there's the money blowing in the wind, worthless as leaves. Forced evictions, job loss, depression spikes, drug overdoses, rampant increases in abuse, emotional, sexual, physical I clearly saw post office shutdowns with openings only a few days a week. Customers having to take larger packages to regional post offices for shipping. Large fields filled with smaller postal trucks parked for non-use. Well, what is what is? I mean? What are they saying right now? Well, we if you, you don't give $25 billion to the post office, then they're not going to be able to mail out those ballots, and there's not going to be an election. And Hillary Clinton is saying, whatever happens, contest the election. This is right around the corner. This is not hard to see. It's coming, brothers and sisters. But it's coming if we don't pray. But we're going to pray. We're going to pray this off. I saw greater violence on the streets, specifically federal buildings being turned to the ground, burned to the ground with threats towards those in government leadership. Elected leaders. Yes, right. Electors, leaders, hiding, hiding, surrounded by guards. Unemployment rate. I saw the unemployment rate hit 50 percent in the headlines. No help from government spurring greater violence in Washington, D.C. Crowds became even heinous in their efforts to get attention. Then here it comes again. I saw the same white figure saying, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself, and the words on emphasis on the word brace. Let's go to August 10th, 2020, Dana Coverstone dream. I dreamt I saw the month of October as a page of a calendar. It was waving as if it was blown by strong wind. But not a violent wind. I saw a finger appear and point to the second week of October. Brothers and sisters, that's four or five weeks away. Pointed to the second week of October. It dragged the finger through the third week of the month. It covered the second and third week of October. Then it pointed specifically to October 31st and held it in that position and tapped it there and held it there. I saw a rock fly out of the sky and land in the large pond. It caused ripples which started off small but became vicious. Waves like the wind blows stronger and the ripples start to go further out. Now, here's what I want that interpretation to be, but I'm not convinced it's going to happen. What I want that to be is a representative of these evil demons and the evil going out spreading across America. This rock... Hitting and flying into a large pond, here's what I don't want it to be. February 2014, we had Prophet Ephraim Rodriguez come and make a DVD at the Prophecy Club. He was shown a vision of a large meteor hitting Mona Island, which is just west of Puerto Rico, causing a tsunami a thousand foot high at Puerto Rico. But it went up the eastern seaboard anywhere from 200 to 400 foot high, and hit the east coast of America going inland 20 to 100 miles inland, decimating the east coast. But that's not the end of it. Where it hit was an earthquake fault, running up the Mississippi River Valley to the Great Lakes, splitting America from the Great Lakes to the Gulf of Mexico, and much of the west coast from America to Alaska falling into the ocean. Well, this guy coming in, if he's the only one coming in, ah, forget about it, go back to sleep. So I decided I had to have a look see if there's any of the people that saw a meteor hit Puerto Rico. Unfortunately, I made a whole DVD called "Meteor: The Destruction of America," also available at Prophecy Club, and also watch ProphecyClub.com. And the one from Ephraim Rodriguez is called "Catastrophe: Meteor, Tsunami, and Earthquake." Also, watch ProphecyClub.com. Which, by the way, you can go there and sign up. Twenty bucks a month or two hundred dollars a year, you can watch over three hundred DVDs made over the last twenty-eight years through the Prophecy Club. Anyway. So what I found was six people saw a large meteor hit near Puerto Rico. That's pretty specific. That's amazing. Four people saw a tsunami hit the east coast of the United States. Six people saw America split into pieces. Three people saw large chunks of California fall into the ocean. But I now have nine people that have seen that America was split because she split Israel. Isn't that what we saw earlier? Now let's go back to what Dana Coverstone said. I saw a rock fly out of the sky and land in a large pond. It caused ripples, which started off small, but became vicious waves, like when the wind blows stronger and the ripples start to go further out. I saw federally elected officials' faces that recognized. I saw specific governors and agency leaders. I saw radicals that we see in Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis. But they had wicks coming out of their heads like the end of a firecracker. Simultaneously, the second week of October, I saw that all of those wicks coming out of their heads were then lit on fire. Federal officials had heads in the shape of the old M-80 firecracker. Governors had heads shaped in the old black cat firecrackers. Everyone else had smaller, like ladyfinger firecrackers. But these people were talking animated, yelling, screaming, their facial expresses went from normal to red face, jumping up and down, out of their mind, promised. Well, why would they be out of their mind? Because a lot of them are getting arrested and put into military tribunals and justice being served up, the military has to come in and take. Do you see what I'm saying? If you're, if you're putting this all together in a picture, brothers and sisters, I mean, if this doesn't get you on your face cry, crying and, and praying to God, nothing will. Either that or we're going to lose our nation, take your choice. Their facial expressions went from normal to red face, jumping up and down, mind primal, screaming. Heads began to blow up. The people were still alive, but their heads were blown up, resulting in sparks and debris flying all over the air. Sparks started other fires all around them. Then I saw protests taking place in the month of October. Intensify. Peaceful protesters and bystanders became part of the violent protests then violent protesters began to attack and assault the peaceful protesters, saying, if you're not doing this, if you're not doing that, you're not one of us. They began to assault the peaceful protesters who were deemed not to be violent or vicious enough. Some of those nonviolent protesters were simply left on the side of the road. Some were dead, some beaten, because they were not protesting violently enough. They were not doing all the things they were told to do. If they were not violent enough, they were beaten or killed. I saw them turn then to the elderly people. Elderly people attacked just because they were older Americans that held to the Constitution and the flag. Attacked because they had common sense values. A commitment to Christian faith and biblical principles. I saw people trying to get into nursing homes in order to attack the older people. People, Then I saw a hundred dollar bill the size of a flag hanging on a flagpole, burning on one corner. It was being lowered like a flag is lowered at the end of the day. People had their hands over their hearts. They were crying because their God of money was being lowered. The dollar had lost its value. You see how that ties in with what Pastor Shane Warren was showing? the dollar blowing in the wind, dollars being traded, oil for gold. See, it all ties together. I'm telling you, this is not just a joke. I'm telling you, this guy's heard from God. The death of dollar was a celebration to them. People were celebrating. While the other Americans were devastated and totally torn up by their dollar falling, some people were celebrating the dollar was dying and near dead. The value of the dollar was dying. I heard someone playing taps in the background. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Then I saw churches, small groups of people kneeling and praying, wrestling in prayer with the spirit of the age. The kneeling and praying of people were protected by bubbles of safety. Angels around them, guarding them. These were the faithful, the core of the church that had not been compromised on their values and their faith. They were being encouraged to stay strong, stand strong, keep preaching, praying, and believing. That's us, my brothers and sisters. If we don't do it, it ain't going to get done. There were relentless attacks against them, just like the ones I saw in September. There were relentless attacks, but they stayed faithful. They were in the heat of the battle, praying and fighting, wrestling, the spirit of the age. They were fighting to stay faithful, very few of them but that didn't bother them. They continued to fight. I saw a small gate behind each of these people praying. I was reminded, enter ye at the straight gate. Even though they entered through the narrow way, this group never stood up to fight. They just lived right there by the gate, meaning they were saved, but not in the battle. Then I saw puffed up pastors and prophets wearing expensive suits preaching against the idea of the coming persecution. Ah, oh, you don't have to worry about this end-time stuff. You're going to go in a rapture. Now, 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 let me just say, that's my comment. Let me go back and reread, because he didn't say that. <laughs> let me read what he said here. Okay. Then I saw puffed-up pastors and prophets wearing very expensive suits. They were preaching against the idea of any coming persecution. Now, let me tell you what I think this is. I think that the pre-trib bubble is about to bust. I think that there are going to be a lot of these pre-tribbers that are expecting to be out here before any trouble. And what this is saying is the trouble is about to hit. And a lot of the pre-trib bubbles are about to bust. And they're going to start asking questions of their pastors. And their pastors are going to have to answer those questions. I saw puffed up pastors and prophets wearing expensive suits, preaching against the idea of any coming persecution. See, that's pre-trib. These are they who had promised prosperity, health, and wealth. Only good things. As they spoke, the words began to become slurred like they were drunk. Suddenly, their clothes began coming off. Their tie was loosened and taken off. Their shirt was taken off. They were standing completely naked. In other words, their secrets had been exposed. I think the book, How Pre-Trib One, is probably going to be a part of exposing their secrets. Their secrets of the 501c3, the secrets of how the board members actually tell the man behind or the woman behind the, the pulpit what they're going to preach and what they're not going to preach. People in high places within the church tell the people what they're going to believe and what they're not going to believe. And they're not following the Bible as they're supposed to be following. Seeing they were standing completely naked, I saw the rug being pulled out from under them. In other words, they're exposed. I think that book, How Pre-Trib One, which, by the way, we do have in stock now at ProphecyClub.com. How Pre-Trib One, 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 50, ProphecyClub.com. That book might be a part of what was causing this. I saw the rug being pulled out from under them. They went flying in the air, trying to cover their modesty while they were up in the air. But as they were floating, money started flying out of them. I saw money flying out of them. It was all the money that they had made from all the prosperity prophecies and ministries and things they had done selfishly. In other words, all the money that they had made decrying positive things, positive and encouraging, specifically the pre-trib rapture, all of that was taken away from them. I saw the pastors and prophets and this money lay on the ground. When it landed, they bit through their tongues." and pieces of their tongues went flying out of their mouths. They tried to reach and grab their tongues, but they were always just beyond their reach. They could not pull back their prosperity words. It reminded me of the story of the emperor's new clothes they were exposed. In other words, the lies of positive only, positive encouraging, pre-trib, the wonderful things that they've been promising, if you'll just come to church and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all of a sudden, all of those bubbles begin bursting. I'm telling you, this is what it's saying. And it may be saying it before the end of the year, which is why getting that book, How Pre-Trib One, is going to be very important. And you get that and you get that into your... First, you got to read it. Then you get it in the hands of your pastor. And if his or she is a man of God, they'll repent. And they'll say, you know what? Here's what ought to happen. They ought to first go in front of the board and say, look it, I've been doing what you've been telling me to do. I don't really believe this. And this Sunday, I'm going up before the congregation. I am tell them. I am tell them the truth. That this pre-trib rapture, it's not of God. Mid-trib, pre-wrath, not of God. There is no one going to be sucked in the ear to avoid any kind of problems. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. August 17th, 2020. I call it the obvious winner is not so obvious. Dana says, I dreamt that I saw the calendar month of November. It was bent, torn, and dirty. I saw trees in the background were leafless, but there were very few trees that still had a scarce amount of leaves on them. These leaves had turned as if rain was coming. The sky was dull gray with extreme cloud cover. I saw the finger appear and circled November 3rd continuously in a clockwise direction, then changed to a counterclockwise direction before these images appeared. There were cities on fire, headlines everywhere, and read, Trump's victory challenged. These were on digital marquees in Times Square and other big cities. There were protesters in the streets who were weary and asleep. They appeared dirty and dingy as if they had not had slept or showered in weeks. Suddenly this bell rang loud and clear and the protesters awoke and started salivating like a dog. Big buckets of saliva that seemed to stain their shirts. I saw people screaming and getting violent over the election results to the point of firing weapons randomly in all directions. I saw a person with a sign which read, The obvious winner is not so obvious, unquote. And he held his head in shame. But the crowd was in a frenzy of hatred and were even hitting each other in their wrath. I saw more cities with pillars of smoke over them, like the wildfires in California. I saw crumpled and burned out buildings in Washington, D.C., not monuments, but businesses and commercial real estate. Headlines declared that, quote, rebuilding would take time and trust would take even longer. And, quote, government could not do it in a timely fashion. Then I saw a treasury official wink in a sarcastic manner, almost as if he were looking into a camera live on TV with a big smile, open mouth, and wink real big with his right eye and held it closed. Then I saw a Conestoga wagon, with K.H. driving it, led by two mules, and J.B. was riding the one on the left. On her side, there was a mechanical box that would trigger the dynamite. The push handle was in the upright position. The wind blew the covering back to reveal several cases of older-styled dynamite, and some just loose in the upright position. The wind blew the covering back to reveal several cases of older-styled dynamite, and some just loose in an open wicker basket. K.H. began whipping the mules and hitting J.B. well with the whip. J.B. had no idea who was being whipped. He was not aware of what was happening. The mules started moving and picking up speed, and they were heading toward a target car. I saw H.C. standing behind President Trump, who was on his knees. She was wearing what resembled like a Wilma Flintstone dress that was ugly and unfinished with patches. She had a gaudy ring on her index finger that looked like it had blood on it. There was a skeleton key hanging from around her neck, dangling in front of President Trump's eyes, and it had blood and black mold all over it. It had stained the front of her dress with a stain that looked like the lightning symbol from the SS Nazi, black and red. She held a Roman gladius knife to the left side of Trump's neck. The wagon started picking up speed. Harris pushed the plunger on the trigger and jumped off the wagon as it headed towards Clinton and Trump. H. C. face was giddy. I saw that there was a large animal trap close to her leg. Trump grabbed the key hanging from around H C neck and pulled down, then struck H.C. in the face with his fist. As it came down, she dropped the knife and stepped into the trap, and the president ran off quickly. I heard three gunshots and watched three Secret Service agents in suits jump up in front of all three bullets and shielded the President as he jumped into his car, the Beast, and was taken away to safety. The Secret Service agents, without sunglasses, surrounded the car with muskets as they moved slowly away. H.C. tried to pull her leg out of the trap but could not, and the wagon struck her. There was a huge explosion which damaged buildings and left a big hole. It threw the carcasses of the mules up on top of the building rubble where the smoke was coming off of them as if they had been grilled. J.B. was lying face down in the middle of the street with wheeled tracks over him and a vulture sitting on his head. K.H. was crying in disbelief and her tears looked like they were the size of quarters. They looked like quarters. I saw the church. There was a separation line with no middle ground left, as sides had to be taken. There was fire on the altars of the church around the nation. Fire moved upon the heads of people who had been praying and above the heads of many people in the church. I saw an actual question mark symbol above their heads. They appeared very confused by what they were seeing in the world and in the church. Then I heard a voice say, Those who refuse to get ready will be wanting in the end. So brace yourself and tell others that I have warned them to brace themselves for they are about to see even more shocking things. Now, obviously that's very detailed, but I think you and I will understand it. As at least I, and probably you do too, pray for discernment every day and ask that God will show us the deep and secret things. Matter of fact, this is part of what I pray. Lord, give Leslie and I knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, understanding all visions and dreams, showing of hard sentences, dissolving of doubt. Give us an excellent spirit. Help us to conduct ourselves wisely. In Jesus' name. Now I'll read it again, and let's see if we can understand this. Lord, help us to understand the deep and secret things. In Jesus' name. I dreamt that I saw the calendar month of November, as in that's talking about this November in what? Some sixty days away. It was bent and torn and dirty, meaning that by November America's already going to be in a lot of trouble. I saw trees in the background which were leafless, but there were very few trees that still had a scarce amount of leaves on them. I think this is talking about terms of the time of the year, but I also think it's saying nuclear explosions have have happened at this point. Now, I'm going to say I do not think it's Dmitry's message. I do not think it's the Russians attacking yet, but we will know for certain when we start seeing those headlines. Remember, Omar ushers in Palestinian state, catastrophe hits America, Israel refuses to help to America, all of those. But if those start taking place, then we will know the Russian invasion is coming very soon. But I'm going to say... I think that this is the suitcase nukes, but that comes in the next dream, which I'm pretty sure we will not have time to get to today. This one is long and detailed. These leaves had turned as if rain was coming, and I think it's saying there as if trouble was coming. The sky was dull gray with extreme cloud cover. I saw the finger appear and circle November 3rd continuously in a clockwise direction. Suddenly, It changed counterclockwise before these images appeared. I believe that that is saying that right now, everything is going in the way of the devil. It's turning clockwise. But I believe it is saying that with prayer, let me say it again, with prayer, specifically if we can get enough people that are willing to gather, fast, and pray, and assemble, assemble, if we can get enough people, if we can make changes in the heavenlies, then God is going to turn this around. In other words, right now for, I don't know what, 30, 40, 50 years, it's been going the way of the devil in this nation. But I believe it's saying that it's going to change. It's not going to be easy, but it can be done. There were cities on fire and headlines everywhere that read, Trump's victory challenged. I'll read that again. Trump's victory challenged. Did you hear just yesterday that Hillary is now saying that Biden should not concede if he's beaten? Well, I think that's very interesting because four years ago, Hillary was saying, well, Trump is colluding with the Russians to steal the election. And in fact, it was actually Hillary colluding with the Russians trying to steal the election. And four years ago, Hillary was saying, even if Trump loses, he's still not going to concede the election." Now, Hillary is saying even if Biden loses, he is not going to concede the election. So, this all fits in. And I think it's the interesting part of this is that whatever the Democrats say and accuse the Republicans of doing, that is what they are doing. Let me back up and read that sentence again. There were cities on fire and headlines everywhere that read, Trump's victory challenged. These were on digital marquees in Times Square and other big cities. Now, I think that this is the start of the internal revolution. Remember I told you that Dimitri Dudman thought that it would be something like they cut off welfare. In other words, there's something so big that it makes so many people angry that it starts the internal revolution. Well, now I think it is the second election of Donald Trump. Trump's victory challenged. These were on digital marquees in the Times Square and other big cities. There were protesters in the streets who were weary and asleep they appeared dirty and dingy as if they had not slept or showered in weeks in other words these are people that were just furious and doing everything they could to stop trump from winning yet he still won suddenly this bell rang loud and clear and the protesters awoke and started salivating like a dog big buckets of saliva that seemed to stain their shirts i believe that this is the awakening of the devils that loud ring out there that's loud and clear. I'm not going to put that off the table. That could be the opening of the first seal. That could be the start of the tribulation. I don't think so, but just be aware of that. Just be watching for it. So what is the big bell that rings? I think it is the devils waking up and they are getting furious because they are losing. You have to understand the primary purpose of Donald Trump is to get the Khazarian Mafia arrested. These people that worship Moloch and Baal and do child sacrifice and sex trafficking and filth, and though unfortunately they have the money of the world too, or had it, it's in the process of being removed, according to Final info. Anyway, let's go on. I saw people screaming and getting violent over the election results, to the point of firing weapons randomly in all directions. I saw a person with a sign that read, quote, The obvious winner is not so obvious. And he held his head in shame. But the crowd was in a frenzy of hatred and were even hitting each other in their wrath. I saw more big cities with pillars of smoke over them like the wild firestorms in California. I saw crumpled and burned out buildings in Washington, D.C. Not monuments, but businesses and commercial real estate. Then I saw headlines that declared, rebuilding, would take time and trust would take even longer and quote government could not do it in a timely fashion now let's take a second what what's that saying it's saying that I think that we can come out of this victorious if we pray and we fast and we assemble, but it's also saying it's not going away soon. these problems. It's here to stay, and it's here to stay for a long time. And we best just set our jaw. We better get prepared. We better make sure we have a water filter. We better make certain we have food, and I don't mean for thirty days. I mean we better make certain we have food and water. So if we don't, if we can't go to work, if we can't leave our house for safety, for all of the firestorms, I'm not talking about California. I'm talking about burning our cities. If we can't leave our home for fear of not being safe, do we have water and food? we have the things to survive? If not, I'm telling you, not just one person, but many people saying it's a coming and it's not going away anytime soon. That's the reason I think in one of the earlier dreams that Coverson was given was basically that people are going to start waking up and they're going to see that, well, if there is a pre-trib rapture, it should have already happened. Okay, so let's read that last sentence again. Headlines declared rebuilding would take time and trust would take even longer. And, quote, government could not do it in a timely fashion. It's saying this trouble, it can pass. So I don't think that this is the Russian attack. But it's not going to be easy. And we are looking at a lot of trouble headed our way. And it's coming in, well, September, October, and for sure by November. Then I saw a Treasury, now there's a little bit of good news here. Then I saw a Treasury official wink in a sarcastic manner, almost as if he were looking straight into the camera on live TV, with a big smile, an open mouth, and wink with the right eye and held it closed. A Treasury official winking with a smile. I think that this is talking about them kicking out the Kazarian Mafia, the international bankers, those Moloch and Baal worshipers that are for abortion and for killing the unborn and they're for child sacrifice and sex trafficking. Unfortunately, they also have controlled the world's finances for 300 years. This is confirming that they are in the process of being kicked out. That's the 182,771 sealed indictments being served. Just like Final Wake Up Call. info says that there is a new financial system coming into place, which will be gold and silver and asset-backed. Well, that's the Treasury official saying there is some good news. Yes, there's going to be a lot of trouble financially, but apparently he's saying that this new system is also going to be bringing some good news. Now, let's go on. Then I saw Conestoga Wagon. This is kind of like what our ancestors uh, moved from the east across the west out to California in these open wagons, okay, like the wagon train and stuff like that. Then I saw a Conestoga wagon with K.H. driving it, led by two mules. Okay, why mules? Well, the elephant is the sign of the Republicans, but the mule is the sign of the Democrats. So what it's saying is K.H. is really the one in the driver's seat, She is the one that is controlling the Democratic Party. Surprise, surprise. J.B. was riding on one of the far left mules, meaning he's not in charge. She has the reins. She's in charge. And at her side, there was a mechanical box that would trigger the dynamite, meaning that they have a plan to destroy this nation. But their plan to destroy this nation is going to backfire and destroy them. Many of the evil are going to be destroyed in the days ahead. I really believe that's what it's saying. The push handle was in the upright position. So at this point, her plan, and this plan has probably been in place for a long time, truth be known, her plan is to destroy this nation and unfortunately for her it turns around, destroys the Democratic Party and many of the people. Let's go on. So the push handle was in the upright position. The wind blew the covering back to reveal several cases of older style dynamite and some just loose in an open wicker basket. K. H. began whipping the mules and hitting J. B. as well with the whip. K. H is the one, she's really the one in charge, the Democratic Party, and she is telling J.B. what to do and basically the rest of the Democratic Party. She's the one really in charge, and she's the one trying to blow this whole thing up. She's the one trying to bring down this nation. I mean, even the Democrats say she is the most far left of any Democrat that has ever been elected to the Senate. The mules started moving and picking up speed, so their plan goes along for a while. They were heading toward a target car, or they were heading toward their objective. And their objective is not to get the presidency as much as it is to destroy the Christian nation so that they can have their man, the Antichrist, set on the throne. Knowing or unknowingly, that's the real objective. I saw H.C. standing behind President Trump, who was on his knees. She was wearing what resembled to be a Wilma Flintstone dress that was ugly and unfinished with patches. She had a gaudy ring on her index finger, meaning that she counts wealth, gold, diamonds, very important. But she gets that through killing others. Now, thats now I'm not saying she killed anybody. Uh, matter of fact, let me give a disclaimer. I do not know that any of this is speaking about anybody in America. Uh, but I'm just telling you the very best interpretation I can bring to it. Okay, so anyway, it says he has... Blood on him. There was a skeleton key hanging around her neck, meaning that she's in charge. She's probably more in charge than KH. There was a skeleton key hanging around her neck, dangling in front of President Trump's eyes, and it had blood and black mold all over it. Filth. Yes, she's in charge, but she rules by the spilling of blood and by filth. Well, that is what the devil does. He comes not but forth to kill, steal, and destroy. It had stained the front of her dress with a stain that looked like the lightning symbol from the Nazi SS. It means Schuschenstoffel, which was a major paramilitary organization under Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party in the Nazi Germany and throughout German-occupied Europe during World War II. It began with a small guard unit known as a Saal Schulz. if I'm saying that right, It literally means Protection Squadron. She held a Roman Gladius knife to the left side of his neck. Again, the interpretation is that H.C. is in charge of this thing. She has the skeleton key. She has the key. She has the reins. And she's got that power through blood and just filth and corruption. And she held a Roman Gladius knife to the left side of Trump's neck. The wagon started picking up speed. K.H. pushed the plunger on the trigger and jumped off the wagon as it headed towards H.C. and Trump. H.C.'s face was giddy. I saw that there was a large animal trap close to her leg, meaning it'll appear that Trump is on his knees. It'll appear that H.C. is in charge and just about to take out Trump. But Trump has a plan. God has a plan. And all of this is a trap, a trap that she's going to get caught in, and it's going to be the end of H.C. and K.H. and the Democrat Party. Again, I'm not saying anything bad about the Democrat Party, and I cannot guarantee that this interpretation is actually accurate. Trump grabbed the key, hanging in front of him, and pulled it down, then struck H.C. face with his fist as it came down. She dropped the knife and stepped into the trap, and the president ran off quickly, meaning this is all a big trap. K.H. H.C. are going to get caught in the trap, and President Trump is going to escape. Then I heard three handgun shots and watched three Secret Service agents in suits jump up in front of all three bullets to shield the president as he got in his car, the beast, and was taken away to safety. Meaning that there'll be three attempts on his life doesn't necessarily mean that we will hear about a one of them. Somebody once said that he's already had over 12 attempts on his life. I don't know that that is true. Here's all sorts of things through the Internet. The interpretation is that there will be at least three more attempts on his life, but they will not be successful, and Trump is taken away to safety. Then the Secret Service agents, without sunglasses, surrounded the car with muskets as they moved slowly away, meaning many of the good people that have been kind of in hiding come forth, and they begin to stand up for the president, and they begin to defend him. And they defend him with, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but a musket is not very accurate, but it (laughs) packs a very big punch. I believe it's saying that, yes, there's going to be people that are going to step up and defend the president when they see he has actually become victorious over this thing. H.C. tried to pull her leg away out of the trap, but could not do it, and the wagon struck her. This whole plan by K.H. and by H.C., is actually going to blow up in their face. And they're going to get caught in a trap. And it's saying, this is the interpretation of the dream, that Trump will come away victorious. But it's going to be a bloody battle. H.C. tried to pull her leg away, but could not. And the wagon struck her. There was a huge explosion, which damaged buildings and left a big hold. It threw the carcasses of the mules up on top of the building, where the rubble and the smoke was coming off. It They looked as if they had been grilled. Meaning that all of the evil that these people have done is going to be finally exposed and it's going to be like they have been grilled that they 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 real bad things happen to him. I'll say it that way. J.B. was laying face down in the middle of the street with wheel tracks all over him. In other words, he's taken out too, and a vulture sitting on his head. So it's saying that at least politically, he's out of the picture. K.H. was crying in disbelief, and her tears looked like they were size of quarters. And he goes on to say actual quarters. And I believe that's saying that she's not only crying because she didn't get the presidency. Their plans to destroy the nation didn't happen. Everything fell apart. And yes, she has big tears, but also it's saying that she lost some kind of money. So apparently there's money involved in this, and she didn't get it. Now we come to the final part. I saw the church. There was a separation line with no middle ground left as sides had to be taken. There was fire on the altars in the churches around the nation. There was a separation line with no middle ground left as sides had to be taken. And I would that thou wert cold or hot, so that because thou art neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. He wants us to either be on fire for Jesus or cold. But if we are lukewarm, if we are in the middle— He's going to spit us out of his mouth. What it's saying is the church has to finally choose sides. Either we're going to go for the devil, the mark of the beast, and we're going to be cold or we're going to be hot on fire for Jesus. But he is not going to put up with any more of this lukewarm. Oh, yeah, well, uh, I'm a Christian. And sometimes I go to church and mm-hmm, and, and it, it, I read my Bible once in a while and I, I, I pray sometimes, you know, no more of this lukewarm Christianity. That's what it's saying. And that's the whole point of this is to make people choose. Either you take the mark or you worship Jesus, one or the other, no more standing on the middle ground. There was a separation line with no middle ground left as sides had to be taken. There was fire on the altars and churches around the nation, meaning the Holy Ghost fire finally hit. Finally hit the churches, just like Shane Warren and many others have prophesied. Fire moved on the head. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is talking about you. Fire moved on the heads of people who had been praying and above the heads of many people in the church. I believe that that is specifically talking to people like those that listen to the Prophecy Club, your Prophecy students, not just Prophecy Club, but I think it's also specifically talking to those people that come to the solemn September assembly. They are praying, look, you come and you fast and you pray for 48 hours. Don't you know that counts big in the kingdom of God, brothers and sisters? It's probably going to be one of the most important moments in our lives. How many times have you heard me say, I I was told that God said that I need to build an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. Here it is. Here it is. This is the time that we've been getting prepared for. All of this preparation, all of this studies, it's come down to this. Let me back up and read that again. There was a separation line with no middle ground left as sides had to be taken. There was fire on the altars in churches around the nation, as in, Miracles and healings and things like that. Fire moved on the heads of people who had been praying and above the heads of many people in the church. I saw an actual question mark symbol above their heads. They appeared very confused. These are the people, the lukewarm, okay? They appeared very confused by what they were seeing in the world and in the church. You've heard me say that one of these days they're going to wake up and they're going to find themselves in the tribulation and they're going to be like scared little rabbits ill-prepared, uninformed, and they're going to be looking for some answers. And that's where we step in. You have been getting prepared. I've been telling you, I've been telling you, I've been telling you. And here it is, brothers and sisters. Now let's go on. They appeared very confused by what they were seeing in the world and in the church. I heard a voice say, quote, those who refuse to get ready will be wanting in the end. What's that saying? Same thing we've been saying. If they don't get ready, if they don't wake up, they don't get their eyes open, if they don't start learning about Bible prophecy, what time it is, and that time is running out, they're going to be in trouble. They're going to be wanting in the end. Those who refuse to get ready will be wanting in the end. So brace yourself and tell others that I have warned them to brace themselves, for they are about to see even more shocking things. August 21, 2020, it's short. Pastor Dana Coverstone says, I simply saw the white figure appear. Now, this is probably an angel, in my opinion. I simply saw the white figure appear and raise a finger to the sky and say, Ready or not, nation, here it comes. Brace yourself. It was a quick and simple play on hide-and-seek. Now, let's go to August 24th. That was this past Monday. And I'm going to call this one suitcase nukes. He says, I saw a calendar. It was turned to the month of November and had shadows flickering all over it. I first saw a light in the sky, a very large bright light, then darkness. I began to make out through the dawn's haze and fog that many Americans were in emergency shelters. There seemed to be snow on the ground, and it was dirty and gray, almost like ash. There were people huddled together and shivering. Individuals were lying on cots, suitcases, all over the place, and desperate looks were on the faces of most everyone. All right. Now the question is what's going on here. I do not think that this is the Russian attack on America. I do think that the bright lights and then the darkness has to do with nuclear explosions. But I think what it's saying here is that the suitcase nukes will go off. I'm just now I'm not saying let me let me make this clear. I'm not saying the suitcase nukes are going to go off in November. I am saying that the interpretation My understanding, my best interpretation of this is saying exactly that, meaning the suitcase nukes will go off in November if we do not pray. So once again, that comes back to watchmanstrumpet.com. Once again, that comes back to the solemn September assembly where we're calling people to come into the DFW area and fast and pray for 48 continuous hours. You absolutely, positively must come. If you are a prophecy student, if you have been listening to this broadcast for any length of time, if you believe anything I've said, you must be here. America needs you. I understand you're probably going to say things like, well, it's difficult. I understand. Would you choose to lose our nation or would you choose to come? Well, I might not be able to get off. Well, if you don't come, there might not be a job. Well, I don't have the money. Well, if you don't come, there might might not be a nation. Okay, so as you know, I've been saying God has told me a couple of years ago to build an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. Now, remember that because it's about to speak in this dream. Now, let's go back and start it over, and let me explain what I think it's saying. I saw a calendar. It was turned to the month of November and had shadows flickering all over it. Now, Dana or anybody else that doesn't understand the story about the suitcase nukes would not understand that, in my opinion. I think that's talking about the suitcase nukes flickering on and off, just like Michael Boldea said he saw in his dream. They were flickering on and off all over the nation. I first saw a light in the sky, a very large, bright light, then darkness. Well, that's probably the EMP pulse that's knocking out most of America's electronics first. That is Now, that I didn't know that that was part of the suitcase nukes. I, I do believe that that is one of the precursors to the Russian attack. So that particular part kind of points to the Russian attack, but I still see this as suitcase nukes. I began to make out through the dawns, haze, and fog that many Americans were in emergency shelters. Now, think about it. If suitcase nukes, and by the way, if you saw the attack on Lebanon, uh, according to Hal Turner, that was a failed nuclear event where it did not reach full critical mass, I believe is the way he said it. A, a partial explosion, a partial nuclear event. So he says, anyway. Again, I don't know. I'm, I'm a prophecy teacher. I began to make out through the dawn's haze and fog that many Americans were in emergency shelters. Well, if some 20 50 suitcase nukes like that went off all over America, would that send people to emergency shelters? Would that knock out our electrical system? Would that bring darkness? Absolutely, positively so. There seemed to be snow on the ground, and it was dirty and gray. Well, what is that? That's fallout. (laughs) In my opinion, there's talk about suitcase nukes. It was dirty and gray, almost like ash. There were people huddled together and shivering. Individuals were lying on cots and suitcases, were all over the place, and desperate looks were on the faces of most people. In other words, my opinion... I think it's saying that suitcase nukes will go off in November unless we pray. But I also believe that we can, I think this is one we can pray away. You see, some dreams and visions are given because God is saying, this is what I'm going to do. This is coming. This is absolutely positively going to happen. But almost all of the prophetic warnings that are not written in the Bible, that is, are really sent to get us to straighten up in the case of Nineveh. God didn't want to destroy Nineveh. He wanted to see Nineveh repent, turn back to him. And so, in my opinion, Jonah is one of the greatest prophets in the Bible because he saved a whole city. It was 40 years later before Nineveh actually fell. Well, I would love to see America get another 40 years. But I'm saying, if we do not pray, and in this case, according to what Dana Coverstone was told, in this case, fasting the same fast, praying the same prayer, in our homes, all across America, all the same day, in this case, it's not enough. In this case, he's saying we have to assemble. Again, just like it says, you remember Second Chronicles seven fourteen? If my people, which are called by my name, that's us, shall humble themselves, that means that we repent for our nation, just like Daniel did, humble ourselves and pray and seek my face, that means that we assemble, We gather together, we fast, and we pray together, just like they did in the upper room in one accord, and turn from their wicked ways. And that's what Trump is trying to do with these 182,771 sealed indictments being served. We are trying with the help of Donald Trump and the people behind him. Our nation is trying to turn from their wicked ways. That's a good thing. But all of this says, brothers and sisters, if we don't pray, this is what's going to come. Let me put it in other words. If you don't come to this meeting, I know that's difficult to say because if one person misses, you're saying that God is going to destroy it. Well, no, I can't say that. But I'm saying, in this case, we can't pass the buck. We can't say, well, gosh, I hope there's going to be enough people. Uh, Surely there's enough people from across the nation that'll come. No, (laughs) you can't count on others to do it. In this case, we got to do it pray seek my face turn from the wicked ways then will i hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land and i am very encouraged by this frankly I didn't think that God was going to give us another chance. So to me, I think this is great news. I think this is fabulous news. And I think these dreams from Dana Coverstone are just wonderful. And if I have my way about it, I'm going to fast and pray and get my friends out there like yourselves to come and gather together in that solemn September assembly. And we're going to fast and pray this away. I believe we can, but it's not going to be easy. Now let's go on. Matter of fact, let me back up to the beginning again. I saw a calendar. It was turned to the month of November and had shadows flickering all over it. In other words, suitcase nukes going off. I first saw a light in the sky, a very bright light. That's another, again, that's a nuclear event. Then darkness. Why darkness? Because the EMP knocks out the electromagnetic on everything. The All electronics are done. They're fried. They're, they're dead. Throw them in the trash. I began to make out through the dawns, haze, and fog that many Americans were in emergency shelters. That says that there is some kind of a big event. There seemed to be snow on the ground. It was dirty and gray. That is nuclear fallout. Almost like ash. There it is. (laughs) Almost like ash. Well, it is. It's nuclear fallout. There were people huddled together and shivering. Individuals were lying on cots, suitcases all over the place, and desperate looks on the faces of most everyone. Now, this part, this part is talking about you and I. There were encouragers in the crowd, all wearing crosses, and they stood out emotionally from everyone else because they had hope. They had smiles on their faces. They were checking on people and trying to show patience and kindness, but they were at times met with anger and told to go away. But the encouragers just kept doing what they were doing despite the manifested upset of several in the shelters. Have I not told you that if you're listening... God is preparing you to give an answer to people in the future. Well, brothers and sisters, here it is. And that's the reason I believe this is talking about us. Look, if they don't understand what is coming, they aren't going to have the hope. You and I, the ones that understand this, understand Bible prophecy, understand where this whole thing is going. Because we understand the, the reason we're smiling here. Is because we're seeing people repent and turn to Jesus. We're seeing people wipe that smug look off their face that they don't need Jesus, and they're humbling their hearts, and they're accepting Jesus. We're seeing lives changed. To us, that is good news. (laughs) To the rest of the world, that's not good news. But to the soul winner, this world is not the point. Eternity is the point. Now, let's go on. Some businesses were shuttered in the big cities. I saw gas stations that looked as if they had been just walked away from. I saw headlines that read, listen to this, shock and awe in the U.S., as well as another one that read, UN steps in to help host nation. UN steps in to help host nation? Well, what does it mean, host nation? Well, the UN, the building, the actual physical UN building is located here in America. So it's saying here, and this is the second time we've had someone say, U.N. troops on American soil, it's saying shock and awe. Okay, when did we hear shock and awe? Well, we heard shock and awe when the U.S. invaded uh, Iraq and hit Saddam Hussein. That first night, it was supposed to be shock and awe. So shock and awe is associated with explosions. Now, whether they're nuclear or not, it's definitely associated with explosions. So, when it says the headlines read, shock and awe in America or in the U.S., it's saying explosions, my opinion, nuclear explosions, those suitcase nukes, as well as one that read, UN steps in to help host nation. Where the UN building is, they bring in UN troops. Now, let's go on. There was a large amount of quiet over the country. Well, why? Because all electricity is knocked out and all of the smug looks off of their face, I don't need Jesus, I don't need church, I don't need that Bible, all of all that is gone. Well, good. Almost as if they had not awakened fully from a bad dream. The nation was fitful and suspicious and leery of what was coming next, very hesitant. It was like they were expecting something to happen. The sun was shining behind the clouds, but it was not out yet. When the white figure appeared and said, now listen carefully, Remain braced, as this calm comes, before a gathering storm that recovery will have a hard time finding. Remain braced, as this calm comes before a gathering storm that recovery will have a hard time finding. Meaning it repeats it twice. Now, when the Lord repeats something twice, he's not saying that this may or may not come. When the Bible says something once, like for example... Hebrews 10.25 is appointed man once to die and then the judgment. Okay, that's not a hard and fast rule saying that we can only die once. In the case of Nebuchadnezzar, he ascends out of the bottomless pit and becomes the beast. So that is not a hard and fast rule. But in that this angel, speaking to Dana Coverstone, repeats this twice, it's saying this one, this one, this dream, and this specific phrase you can guarantee this one, this one is coming. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't like it either. Let me read that again. Remain braced as this calm comes before a gathering storm, meaning it's only starting. This is not the end. This is only the beginning, which makes me think these are the suitcase nukes. The gathering storm is probably the final Russian attack that takes America out. Remain braced. As this calm comes before a gathering storm, that recovery will have a hard time finding, meaning that it's going to be really hard for America to recover from the suitcase nukes. And Revelation 18 says, And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and should be found no more at all, meaning that when the Russians attack America will not rise from that again. Why? Because shortly after that, Jesus returns. So it's saying here in that we'll have a hard time finding recovery. Again, it's not saying that this is associated with the Russian attack. This is not the final ending of America, but it's saying recovery is going to be a hard time finding. Remain braced as this calm comes before a gathering storm. He's saying that this is not the final blow. It's going to get worse. We need to remain braced. We need to remain calm. And so, brothers and sisters, get ready. Get ready. Get ready for those emergency shelters. Get ready to be underground ministering the word of the Lord and leading people to the Lord left and right. Get ready to see that smug look wiped off their faces, that arrogance saying they don't need Jesus. See, see, that's going to all be wiped away. Now, for those of us that want to live in this world, this is terrible news. But for those of us that live for eternity, that think that the kingdom of God is more important than our kingdom, that we're trying to build the kingdom of God more than we are our kingdom on earth, this is good news. Now, let me read it again altogether. August 24th, Pastor Dana Coverstone. I saw a calendar. It was turned to the month of November, and had shadows flickering all over it. I saw a first light in the sky, a very bright light, then darkness. I began to make out through the dawn's haze and fog that many Americans were in emergency shelters. There seemed to be snow on the ground, and it was dirty and gray, almost like ash. There were people huddled together and shivering. Individuals were lying on cots, suitcases, all over the place, and desperate looks on the faces of most people. Again, I think that's the suitcase nukes. There were encouragers in the crowds. I think that's prophecy students, not just Prophecy Club, but those are the people that understand what happened and where we're going, and they're trying to build a kingdom of God. There were encouragers in the crowd, all wearing crosses, and they stood out emotionally from everyone else because they had hope. They had smiles on their faces. They were checking on people and trying to show patience and kindness, but they were at times met with anger and told to go away. But the encouragers just kept doing what they were doing, despite the manifested upset of several in the shelters. Some businesses were shuttered in the big cities. I saw gas stations that looked as if someone had just walked away from them. I saw headlines that read, Shock and Awe in the U.S., as well as the one that read, UN steps in to help host nation. There was a large amount of quiet over the country, almost as if it had not wakened fully from a bad dream. In other words, this is the shock of the pre-tribbers having their bubbles burst, understanding that Jesus is not going to suck them in the air so that they don't have to go through any trouble. It was like they were expecting something to happen. (laughs) In other words, expecting the rapture to happen. But it didn't come. The sun was shining behind the clouds, but it was not out yet. When the white figure appeared and said, Remain braced as this calm comes before a gathering storm, that recovery will have a hard time finding. Remain braced as this calm comes before a gathering storm, that recovery will have a hard time finding. So in that the angel here repeats this twice, it's saying, This is going to happen. Now, I want to believe that the only thing that's going to happen is just this last part just remain braced, that this is going to happen before the gathering storm and that we're going to have a hard time finding recovery. I want to believe that. But generally, that's not the way it works. Generally, a prophetic word or dream, if one part of it comes to pass, it's verifying the entire thing. Now, if that's true, here's the bad news. If that's true, it's saying absolutely positively guaranteed that November is going to have shadows flickering all over it, which I think I'm pretty sure is the suitcase nukes. And that describes the fallout on the ground, people in emergency shelters. Then we see the prophecy students going out, leading people to the Lord. We see businesses shut it up. Headlines read shock and awe in the U S shock and awe has to do with an invasion and Some could probably be nuclear events, but at least bombs going off. UN steps in to help host nation. It's saying that we have to call on the UN to come in and help our nation. And that, my friends, is not a good thing. If you think the UN is here to help, they are not. They are the nation whose ultimate goal is to bring in a world government. So I think that this is very, 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 very bad things for America. What do we do? If we want to be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem, then there is only one thing to do, and that is go to watchmanstrumpet.com and get yourself signed up to come to this solemn September assembly. Make it. Get there. Somehow or not. Lord, provide all of the finances, the days off, all of the ways and means for these people to get to this meeting. You are the ones. Look, how many people understand this stuff? And even if you explained it to them, how many would even listen? It's only the prophecy students. This is talking to the... I told my wife last night, I said, I think God is talking to me through Dana Coverstone. She said, well, has Dana Coverstone organized a solemn September assembly? I said, no, not to my knowledge. To my knowledge, as is my opinion, I think that God was talking to me to form the solemn September assembly. I think he's talking to me, meaning he's talking to you folks. You folks listening right now, This is our call. This is our moment to stand up, have a little gravel in our gut, a little steel in our backbone, a little gunpowder in our teeth, and would say, we are going to do this. We are going to fast. We're going to pray. And we're going to humble ourselves for us and for our nation. We're going to seek the face of God. And we're going to turn from our own personal wicked ways. But we're also believing that Trump and all of these arrests about to take place also has to do with us turning from our wicked ways as a nation, then God is going to hear from heaven and is going to forgive our sin and heal our land. And I want to believe that all of this bad stuff is going to go away for a few more years. Just like Maurice Golar was shown in the courtroom of heaven, God will give us another respite, another space, another time. If we don't do this, I'm afraid all these things, they're all coming. I think it's saying, America... This your last warning. If you don't pray, if you don't do the Second Chronicles 7.14 thing, this going to hit you. And it's going to hit you real, real bad, and it's going to be real hard. And you folks know, I'm not new to this stuff. We've been talking about this a long time. September 18 to 20, sundown Friday to sundown Sunday. That's on the Feast of Trumpets. Go to Watchmanstrumpet.com and read every word of it. Maybe even read every word of it twice. Then get yourself to that meeting. Next thing I'm going to suggest you do is get the five books. Go to prophecyclub.com. There's five books there, and it explains about all of the five books. Here, I've got a little explanation here. I'll play the explanation. Get these five books. Get them. Have them read by the September Assembly. In light of this last dream from Dana Coverstone, which, by the way, he is coming to the solemn September Assembly, September 18 to 20, and you get signed up to go there at watchmanstrumpet.com. So anyway, I'm going to refresh your memory on these suitcase nukes, because apparently what he is saying is that unless we pray, as a matter of fact, it doesn't even say it could be prayed away. Kind of like Nineveh, there was nothing that Jonah was told saying that it, it could be prayed away. But nevertheless, Nineveh still prayed, and it was delayed for 40 years, and we can't take that chance. We've got to pray this away, my brothers and sisters. So first of all, what is going on now? This first thing I'm going to read is straight from Wikipedia. It says former Russian national security adviser Alexander Lebed in an interview with CBS magazine 60 Minutes on 7 September 1997 claimed that the Russian military had lost track of more than 100 out of the 250 suitcase nuclear bombs Russia created. This was back in the 80s. Okay. Stanislav Lunev, the highest-ranking Russian GRU defector, claimed that such Russian-made devices exist and described them in more detail. And, of course, he made this into a Prophecy Club DVD that you can watch at prophecyclub.com or order the DVD at prophecyclub.com. Anyway, the Wikipedia goes on to say, The devices, identified as RA-115s, weigh from 50 to 60 pounds. They can last for many years if wired to an electric source. In case there is a loss of power, there is a battery backup. If the battery runs low, the weapon has a transmitter that sends a coded message either by satellite or by directly to the GRU post at a Russian embassy or consulate. According to Lunev, the number of, quote, missing nuclear devices is almost identical to the number of strategic targets upon which those bombs would be used. Lunev said that he had personally looked for hiding places for weapons caches in the Shenandoah Valley and that it is surprising how easy it is to smuggle nuclear weapons into the United States, either across the Mexico border or using a small transport missile that can slip undetected when launched from a Russian airplane. U.S. Congressman Kurt Weldon supported claims by LUNEV, but noted that LUNEV had, quote, exaggerated things, according to the FBI. Searches of the areas identified by LUNEV have been conducted, but law enforcement officials have, here it is, never found such weapons caches with or without portable nuclear weapons. All right, now let's jump forward. November 1998, Stanislav LUNEV, came to speak at the Prophecy Club. He made a DVD called Russian Defector Warns America. In this video, he stated that the 50 lost in Russia suitcase nuclear bombs had been smuggled into the United States. May fifth, two 2003, Michael Boldale, grandson of Dimitri Dudeman, had a dream called Season of Sorrow and was shown suitcase nuclear bombs going off in California, Illinois, Michigan, Arizona, Washington State, Florida, and New York. Dimitri said to him in the dream, These are the places where those who were sent here long ago to bring fear and cause chaos have situated themselves. They lie in wait, planning and plotting destruction. They are as coiled serpents looking forward to the hour that will be loosed upon this nation. If God's children pray, once more he will delay the season of sorrow that is yet to come. Now here's the problem with that. To buy my account, It's already been delayed at least twice. Question is, can we delay it more? January 9, 2005, I was shown in a dream I call the next 9-11 attack, which I made a DVD on in October of 2007, would be a series of suitcase nuclear explosions all across America. And I was shown that international bankers would use sophisticated bombs and experts in several cities one hitting a regional bank which would destroy their records and backups, and this would put billions of dollars into the hands of the international bankers while throwing the U.S. economy into a free fall. In 2005, former Congressman Kurt Weldon, vice chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, uncovered a plot to set explosions in 10 cities. He could not get the authorities to act, so he published the information in a book called Countdown to Terror, I have a copy of the book. The ten cities were Valdez, Alaska, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, New York City, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Chicago, Miami, and Houston. On October 15, 2004, in a dream summarized as The Eagle and the Serpents," Michael Boldea was shown an eagle killed by three serpents. He was told the first bite was 9-11. He was told the second serpent would be much worse than the first. And the third serpent, one of many colors, meaning many nations, finally killed the eagle. The angel said the first bite was 9-11. The second bite is yet to come. The third attack will be America's destruction. He said the second bite came from an unexpected place. Then in February 2013, Doug Metzger made a DVD called Will You Survive America's Fall." It's also available at WatchProphecyClub.com instantly or disc at ProphecyClub.com. Anyway, he made one called Will You Survive America's Fault? in which he reports that he was shown a vision of suitcase nukes hitting Los Angeles, New York City, Las Vegas, Washington, D.C., Chicago, San Francisco, Houston, Seattle, Orlando, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver. I should also mention that Doug said he saw when it hit Atlanta, for example. He said all of the cars would not start. Now remember that, because that's going to be important. All of the cars would not start. This past Monday, I woke up out of a dream, God telling me to sell a piece of property that Leslie and I bought back in 2003. And he said that if I don't sell it, it's going to be worthless. So within two hours, it was put up for sale. And I'm praying that maybe you can pray also that it would sell quickly because I want to use that money to begin to prepare. So all of these 40 years studying prophecy and 28 years doing Prophecy Club, I have not done much to prepare. Yes, I have a few preparations. I have a Berkey water filter. I have some water stored. I also have some food stored, but I don't have a whole lot, primarily because my heart was not to try to survive the tribulation in America. I was going to probably go to Israel or some little island someplace. That was my plan. However, in the light that I was told that I need to sell this property, that tells me several things. That tells me that financial trouble is coming to Stan and Leslie Johnson personally. Well, what does that mean? It means that financial difficulty is also coming to Prophecy Club, Spirit of Prophecy Church, and that also means that it's also coming to you. Because if God allows trouble to come to Stan and Leslie, Spirit of Prophecy Church, Prophecy Club, you better know that it's coming to you too. Okay, so what do you do? Well, as I said, in November 1998, Stanislav Lunev, was told these 50 lost-in-Russia-suitcase nuclear bombs had been smuggled into America. Then Dana Coverstone comes along just here a week ago, and he had an angel say in so many words that these suitcase nukes will detonate in November. I'll get to that in a moment. But if that takes place, I haven't really prepared for that, so I began doing a little research. found a company called EMPShield.com. And they have military-tested their devices against EMPs, solar flares, lightning, power surges. And they back it with a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy, they say. One of these devices in a 10,000-square-foot home or smaller protects it. Or a vehicle, an RV, or electrical generators. So, I called them. I'm thinking, i got to get some of these for myself. Then I thought, well, wait, (laughs) maybe we can get a better deal for our listeners, because if I want them, probably the listeners do too. So I set up a deal with EMPShield.com. Here's the deal. You can get a $50 discount, a $50 gift card, if you go to EMPShield.com and you enter the promo code PROPHECY, the promo code PROPHECY. Here's what I'm doing. I'm getting one for my home, one for each of the cars, and since I also have a generator, which I'm going to get all set up now, actually, it's a 6KW diesel generator that's not even out of the box yet. It's been setting in the warehouse in Topeka, Kansas for some, I don't know, over 20 years. It's not even been opened yet, but now in light of this, I'm going to set it up. I'm going to put one of those EMPShield.com devices on it because I'd like to have electricity. Not only that, but I'd like to be a blessing to all of my neighbors that are not preparing because they're going to need electricity. Now, Lindsay Williams was a chaplain back in the 1970s to the Alaska Pipeline. And he got to where he was winning so many souls to Jesus, it was actually helping the oil company. They went to him and invited him to become one of the elites. Well, he didn't understand at the time that he had actually joined the secretive elite which rule the world. They actually invited him to come into their board meeting. For some three years, he got to sit in their board meetings. He met and got to know some of the rulers of the world. He says absolutely, positively, without a doubt, there is a group of people above president that rule the world. He said, I know. I met with them. I had dinner with them for three years. And he said the elite consider it to be unsportsmanlike, not to warn the sheep when the goat is about to attack. So they do tell us when they're going to do something. But they tell us in a veiled way, like through TV or print, things like that. Now, speaking of that, Lindsay tells me he is going to be releasing a new DVD in the next week or so, and he has not released one for, I don't know, almost four years. Now let's go to the next article. This comes to us, from HalTurnerRadioShow.com. Headline, Washington Post says election will end in violence unless Biden wins landslide. What's going on here? Are you catching this? This, my brothers and sisters, is the elite telling us what they're about to do. Now, in so many words, they're telling us, in my opinion, that they're about to use these suitcase nukes on America. It says the far left, Washington Post, blackmailed the country Thursday with a threat framed as analysis that says only a landslide victory for Joe Biden can save us from violence. Did you catch that? Let me read that again. A veiled threat saying that only a landslide victory for Joe Biden, Joe Biden can save us from violence. Or, what you might say, from suitcase nukes. I'll show you. The election will likely spark violence and a constitutional crisis, the tweet reads. In every scenario except a Biden landslide, our simulation ended catastrophically. Only a Biden landslide can save America from a national catastrophe. In other words, that's a nice country you got there. Be ashamed if anything happened to it. That's what they're saying. President Trump has broken countless norms and ignored countless laws during his time in office, they say. And while my colleagues and I at the Transition Integrity Project, Transition Integrity Project. okay, what is that? That's a think tank. What's a think tank? That's where the elite have people that are extremely well informed and very brilliant sit around and they game things. They war game things. They say, well, what if this? What if this? And and by the way, I think this is the group that comes up with things like calling people racist or xenophobic. And had the Transition Integrity Project didn't want to lie awake at night contemplating the ways American experiment could fail, we realized that identifying the most serious risks to our democracy might be the best way to avert a November disaster. So we built a series of war games, sought out some of the most accomplished Republicans, Democrats, civil servants, media experts, pollsters, strategists around the world, and asked them to imagine what they'd do in a range of election and transition scenarios. A landslide for Joe Biden resulted in a relatively orderly transfer of power. Every other scenario we looked at involved street-level violence and political crisis. What are they saying? This is a warning. This is saying, unless Joe Biden wins, we're going to hit you with a group of suitcase nukes. Now, that's my opinion on it. Now, let's go to Dana Coverstone's latest stream. By the way, I talked about this in detail yesterday for my Sunday message. Those of you that aren't listening to the Sunday message, you want to listen to these because these aren't your typical preaching. This is preaching in light of Bible prophecy, especially the last two. I'm talking about preparations. And I go through this in detail. I also tie in the suitcase nukes. But instead of being limited to 30 minutes as I am in a radio program, I talked for about an hour and a half. And Leslie was out of town. She called me, how'd it go? And I said, it was very good. So I'll tell you right now, it was very good. You want to go to it. What you want to do is listening to the one that is called Prepare. And then also the one from yesterday called Prepare 2. It will be well worth your time. Anyway, so let's go to... The most recent Dana Coverstone dream. It's actually a series of dreams. September 4th. Now, as I record this, this is 9-8. So this is four days ago. I call it Ash and Shelters. He said, each one of these dreams got longer each night, showing me more things each night as they went on. I saw the calendar of December. Now, remember that. I saw the calendar of December, and I saw the finger of the angel underlined slowly, Pushing slowly, forcefully underlining the name December. Then it flipped to January. Then underlined January, slow and pushing. Then the vision started. The first vision, I was shown long food lines. I hope you're listening. Even though I have some long-term storage food, guess what? I'm getting more. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm not just prepared for me and Leslie, but also for my family, for congregation members, and for my neighbors around me, you know, you got to have plenty. So, in the first vision, I saw long food lines. I saw people waiting for what seemed like hours standing in line, not in cars. Did you hear that? Not in cars. Why aren't they in cars? Because none of their cars work. Because the suitcase nukes have EMP and it fried the computer chips in their cars, all of them, their cell phones, all of the electricity's out and everything. And that's the reason I'm getting EMP and I'm making preparations to try to have some kind of semblance of electricity in the life after this happens. In other words, as I'll get to it, I'm convinced that it's going to be very, very difficult to pray this away. I'm not going to give up. But at the same time, I am preparing as if the suitcase nukes are going to be hitting in November. That's what he's about to say. Let's go on. I saw people waiting for what seemed to be like hours, standing in line, not in cars. I saw this throughout the nation. Unfortunately, Dallas is included. I saw ships and ports on the east and west coast sitting idle, not moving at sea. Nothing. I saw a headline that said, Baltic Dry Index is dead. What's the Baltic Dry Index? Well, it predates the United States. (laughs) It's been registered for years now. What is it? It's when a ship moves dry goods across the ocean, they keep track of it. And they want to know how much goods is moving across the ocean. And it's an index to say this is how much trade is moving around the world. So when the Baltic Dry Index is dead, what is it saying? It's saying that no one in the world is buying or selling. It's saying all buying and selling is stopped. Why is that? because most of the people that buy it, i.e. America, got hit with suitcase nukes, and they're not buying anything. It's saying that the whole world has stopped trade. So in case you're thinking, well, I can't come to the solemn September assembly because I can't get off. Look, brothers and sisters, if we don't get together, if we don't assemble, if we don't stop this, if we don't stop this, you won't have a job. Oh, maybe you'll have a job for a few weeks, maybe even a month or two, but if we get hit with suitcase nukes, we are going to be thrown back into a society that is a hundred years old. We don't know how to hunt and fish and how to, like smoke meat. We don't know how to preserve meat. We don't know how to, to live the way they lived a hundred years ago. So either we get together in assembly and we fast and we pray this off, or we can count on the worst place on the planet to live, just like Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26 both say. He'll make us go from the head to being the tail, meaning God will take us from being the best nation on earth to the worst place to live. I saw a headline say the Baltic index is dead. That's bad news. That's the worst news I think I've heard. I noted that there were no Christmas lights, this was December, there were no holiday displays, no sales, no Christmas lights, no displays of Santa Claus, Easter, you know, Christmas-type things like that going on. It was great sadness over the whole land. People everywhere seemed dazed and confused. Well, why? Because, you know, you wake up and all the electricity's out, your car won't start. Your cell phone's dead. You wake up and all of a sudden the electricity won't come on, won't keep the things in your refrigerators cold. You figured out in a day or so, you're not going to have food. That is, unless you got long-term storage food, which, of course, I'd recommend you go to heavensharvest.com and use the promo code STAND to get some. But see, it takes, probably it'll take two or three days for people to wake up and to realize this is not a dream. They're going to have to go to sleep and wake up several days in a row and they're still not going away before they realize it's real. This is a new devastated America we live in. I noted that there were no Christmas lights. This was December. No holiday displays. No sales. No Christmas lights. Try to imagine that. But there were Christians who stood out because they had faith. They had hope in Christ. See, brothers and sisters, that's what we've been preparing for. Have I not said that God has called me to raise up an army of prophecy teachers working miracles? This, see, while this is bad news to the world, to the person that is more concerned with building the kingdom of heaven than our life here on earth, to those kind of people like us, this is good news. We're going to finally be able to say, all right, now all of you stiff-necked people that didn't think you needed Jesus, didn't think you need to go to church, read your Bible, or pray, now, And of course, now they're ready to listen, and we're going to point them to Jesus. Amen. They had faith and hope in Christ. They looked like burning charcoal. They were carrying torches everywhere they went, and they weren't like real torches. They're carrying the light of Jesus and the miracles. A lot of people rejected their approach, but they kept their faith. They didn't back down from telling people about Jesus. They kept telling people that they are desperately in need of Jesus at that moment. They said, you need Jesus now. You need Jesus now. You need Jesus now. Don't wait. Don't wait. You have to get Jesus now. A lot of the message was rejected, but there were many that were coming and surrendering and praying and being saved. I saw what looked like shopping malls that had been converted into shelters and living quarters. Like after the Hurricane Katrina, people sheltered in football stadiums. The businesses in those shopping malls were all shuttered. People on cots. I saw food outreaches, but. Not like homeless shelters. Something real bad had happened nationally. People were in shelters all over the nation. I continued to see shuttered properties. I saw people in homes wearing coats, closed curtains, guns in their hands, protecting themselves. People inside their homes looking out at what's going on. I saw more of this gray snow stuff on the road. It wasn't pure white snow like after a fresh fa- snowfall. I'll tell you what it was. It was fallout from the suitcase nukes going off all over america i saw headlines reading nationwide outages plague the southwest another headline said americans don't know who to blame for darkness in other words when there's 20 to 50 suitcase nukes go off all the same hour all across america americans can say who did this who did this to us Well, the nukes were manufactured back in the 80s, snuck into America in the 90s, but detonated in 2020. They were Russian-made, but the people behind it are international bankers, and they are like ghosts. You don't know who they are. That's the problem. Americans don't know who to blame for the darkness. Some of the darkness stretched into Canada, Canada and north into Canada, but was not everywhere. I saw America with lights flickering. That's the suitcase nukes going off. It was like the whole country outlined of the United States, including Alaska and Hawaii. It was like right before it goes out, it flickers and starts flashing. It looked like America was like a light bulb about to go out. In other words, he was seeing the suitcase nukes going off. I saw vultures with food hanging out of their mouth. Heavy, fat, rotting food hanging out of their mouths. What's that? Well, when the electricity has been off for three days... The food starts going bad. But after another three days the food is bad and you don't want to leave it in the refrigerator, so you throw it out. And that's all of the birds living off of the food. I saw depression as a creature with a face mask and a smile, but it was choking people, pushing them down to the ground. Then the scene changed. I saw the St. Louis Arch. I saw people under the arch wearing very expensive business suits and expensive watches. I think this is your international bankers with the suitcase nukes. At their feet were large briefcases that reminded me of nuclear suitcases. Suddenly, all of their alarms went off at the same time. They grabbed their briefcases, jumped into black SUVs, and left in all directions. I noticed each of them had a Wall Street Journal newspaper under his arm and dark sunglasses. These, my brothers and sisters, are your international bankers, extremely wealthy, They own and control these suitcase nukes to set them all to go off at the same time, probably within the same hour. And the Wall Street Journal newspaper tells us they are business people. They're international bankers. They're business people. Then I saw more headlines about market crashes, yields lost. One of the headlines declared sympathy for the swastika. I saw tired crowds. Many had lost resolve to fight. Then I saw groups of Christians. Here it is, this is us. We're going around spreading hope, saying, Remember, Jesus had to flee in the winter, too. And they kept encouraging people with faith. I saw lights all over the country. These were churches. Churches were keeping warmth and hope in their communities. Then the white figure arose and out of those lights said, Brace yourself. Brace, brace, brace yourself on the word and my promises. Do not rely on your own strength. Now, I do not think that that's saying, do not prepare. I think it's saying, don't rely on your strength, your preparations. Still count on the word of God, count on his word, count on his promises, stand upon the name of Jesus and his blood. He saw this in the calendar, December and January. What's before that? That's November. So probably, see, this is a picture after the suitcase nukes have gone off for the most part. So in my opinion, the suitcase nukes will probably go off in November. This is a picture of December and January, unless, unless we pray. And in that, if you go down here where it says, brace yourself, brace, brace, brace yourself on the word of my promises. See, when the word repeats itself in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. Anytime something is repeated in the Bible twice, then that is confirmed. So we have to say at this point, this is not only the second time several things have been repeated, but this is several dreams specifically on suitcase nukes. So at this point, I cannot guarantee that we can pray these suitcase nukes off again. I believe we've already prayed them off twice. Whether we can do it a third time, I don't know. But I can tell you what, this time, fasting the same fast, praying the same prayer the same day is not enough. This time, the word of the Lord says we must assemble. That's why we've called a Solemn September Assembly. You go to Watchmanstrumpet.com, read every word of it. It's very important, every word of it. Maybe even read it twice. Get signed up to come. We have about 500 is the limit, and I just checked. We have 333 signed up. They are signing up at the rate of about 50 a day. So we're thinking, according to our estimate, by the end of the week, it may be full. For sure, we'll be full by the time we start. So if you want to come, go to Watchman'sTrumpet.com. Watchman'sTrumpet.com. If you want to get that EMP device, you go to EMPShield.com. EMPShield.com. If you want to get precious metals, go to CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Mention Prophecy Club. If you want to get food, you go to HeavenSHarvest.com, promo code STAN. EMPShield.com, promo code PROPHECY should have done the same thing. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com, HeavensHarvest.com. If you want the books, you go to ProphecyClub.com. Get yourself prepared. We're about to go to work, my brothers and sisters. We're about to go to ministry. With our relationship with HeavensHarvest.com, they have all sorts of emergency supplies and food at HeavensHarvest.com. Their food comes in square stackable buckets. Breakfast, entree, protein, fruits, and vegetables at HeavensHarvest.com makes it easy to order. I recommend you have at least 12 months of food for every person in your family. Receive a free box of heirloom seeds when you enter the promo code STAN. That's HeavensHarvest.com, promo code STAN. A.N. For emergency supplies and food at Heavensharvest.com. In 2017, I memorized the Book of Revelation. I was shown a secret door linking the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. For the first time, the Book of Revelation can be put in correct chronological order. You can understand Bible prophecy. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. What is the most important information to every beating heart on the globe? After except Jesus, it would be, don't take the mark of the beast. Those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are tormented in the lake of fire and brimstone for eternity. How do you tell them? Give them. Miss the mark. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. One for twenty, ten for 30, and 20 for 50 at... Prophecyclub.com. Over the past 32 years, I've collected the best 101 prophecies from Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Buldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Marie Sklar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, and more. It's called God's Warnings for America. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35, or ten for 60. My new book is called Tribulation Secrets in Daniel because that's what it does. It shows you the part of Daniel you need to know, being you're about to be a tribulation saint, and will desperately need to know and understand about the last days you live in. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of ten one for twenty, ten for thirty, and twenty for fifty at prophecyclub.com. I also just got an email from the office. Come find out there's several DVDs that were actually loaded up to Watch Prophecy Club, but they were not posted. So they're about to be posted. So if you're not a member of WatchProphecyClub.com, now would be a really good time for you to do it. Here are the ones that are about to be posted. Science and Technology, Mark of the Beast by Walt Myers. Oil, The Road to Armageddon by Hayseed Stevens. The Planned Destruction of America, James Wardner. The Word of the Lord for America, Daniel Rhodes. Will Heaven Really Be on Earth? Doug Hamp. The Word of the Lord for the Church. When We Pray, Michael Boldau. What It Will Take for America to Repent? By Me. I Died and Went to Heaven? Gary Wood. Nonprofit Handcuffs? Peter Kershaw. Globalism, Iron Mountain, and UFOs? By Norm Franz. It's $20 a month, but the best deal is get it for a whole year for $200. And you can watch the DVDs, over over 300 of them, for 20 bucks a month or $200 a year, that's a great deal. Have access to all some 28 years of making DVDs of the Prophecy Club instantly, anytime you want it, at watchprophecyclub.com. Go there and sign up today. In November of 1998, Stanislav Lunev, one of the highest-ranking Russian military officers ever to defect from Russia, made a Prophecy Club DVD saying that the 50 lost-in-Russia suitcase nuclear bombs had been smuggled into the United States. Since then, five others have confirmed it, including me, Dmitry Dudeman, Michael Boldea, former Congressman Kurt Weldon, vice chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, and Doug Metzger. Then Dana Coverstone comes along and the angel speaks to him and in so many words says the suitcase nukes will detonate in November. No possibility of escape was mentioned, but we are going to endeavor to pray it away, stop or delay it. However, if they detonate, every computer chip not protected will be destroyed. The good news is EMPShield.com has devices a military testing facility says are 100% accurate to protect against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges backed by a 10-year warranty, and a $25,000 insurance policy. And they come with simple installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV, and electric generators. You can have electricity in a blackout. EMPShield.com. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. This helps Prophecy Club. That's empshield.com, promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. empshield.com, empshield.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a Prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401K, so tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. Each single Prophecy Club DVD is a gift of $30. In that you know the internet is going away one day, it is a good idea to actually have the disc. However... At WatchProphecyClub.com, you can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at WatchProphecyClub.com. That's $6,000 worth of information at WatchProphecyClub.com. That's WatchProphecyClub.com. What a deal. When a nuclear device is detonated, the wind blows the dust settling on everything around you. Then you breathe, eat, or absorb radioactive iodine, which then kills your thyroid and kills you. A simple fix is to immediately take potassium iodate pills, which flood your thyroid with good iodine, keeping the radioactive iodine out. You need one bottle per person per exposure for everyone from infant to adult. Ten bottles available for a gift of $225 or $25 per bottle at prophecyclub.com. Shelf life from five to eight years, potentially more if you refrigerate or freeze it. That's ProphecyClub.com potassium iodate pills. The easiest way to listen and watch Prophecy Club YouTube videos is to download our free app from the App Store. This is not to be confused with WatchProphecyClub.com, where you can watch 26 years and over 300 DVDs for a subscription of $20 a month to $200 a year. Click like, share, and subscribe.